0: Hello and welcome to the Yerky Boys. May the Candrona shine and strengthen you. My name is Will. My name is Jonathan. And we are
1: the, the Yerky, Yerky Boys.
0: Boys. This week we're doing Book Twenty, The Discovery. Uh, do you have a uh, Do you have a date for us, John? That would be July 1998. Wow. <laughs> yep. Summer of '98. The summer of 98. Mm-hmm. And and Im, this is an important one to have a date on. Cause I've said it a couple times, but we got to start this episode off because this is really important. This is where I started getting the books as they came out. Wow. Wow. So that this this was the first or in the first set of books that I bought because it was the newest one. So I started reading, I guess, in July 98, which would have put me at uh, eight years old, I guess.
1: Mm. Wow. On the cusp of turning nine.
0: On the cusp of nine.
1: (laughs) On the cusp of nine. Mm -hmm. God, that's a good title for something.
0: I don't know what, but...
1: Or a horrible title for something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, now. I I I what?
1: Uh so so up until this point, how many of the books had you read?
0: I had read book number four. That's so you it. went
1: you went <laughs> book four and then book twenty? Book twenty and so you read four <laughs> twenty?
0: That's true. I did. Yeah, no, I had read book four and then I went out and I got book twenty. And I think I got the Megamorphs where they see the dinosaurs at the same time.
1: That is the <laughs> craziest fucking way to begin this series. Although, you
0: I know... Mean, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, I was just going to say, it's, it, it very much is akin to Saturday morning cartoons, like, when you are a kid. Where it's just like, yeah, I just kind of started... Uh, Watching in the middle of the story, and then I like picked up a rerun or two, and I pieced it together. I figured it out eventually. As yeah, I went it, back, and
1: yeah, in a weird way, this book sort of does, or at least book two. I know it wasn't your first, but mm-hmm. it sort of works as a reintroduction to the series.
0: It does sort of. They they do sort go of. over a lot of shit. <laughs> Okay. Well, anyway, but we'll we'll keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. That's you know. Also, keep in mind on the title page. I'm looking at my copy. It says my name. I wrote wow. my name in it. Yeah.
1: Wow. In little
0: baby eight year old handwriting. Like Andy and Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> like Andy and Toy Story. I did a very bad job writing my last name. I can't tell if I misspelled it or if I just jammed two letters together and it looks like they're one letter.
2: <laughs> huh.
1: Well, you tried is what counts.
0: <laughs> I did my
1: best. <laughs> you were able to read, so. <laughs> That's good. That's, That's a good sign. Part.
0: I'll send you a picture of that, but.
1: Okay. Okay. Please do. Maybe we'll post it on our. Th- on our X account, you'll have to <laughs>
0: censor my name so I don't dox myself. That's
1: oh right, well, oh, it's legible, I guess.
0: It is legible, yes. Oh, okay.
1: So, I mean, this book—it's the twentieth book that I've read. Well, okay, that's not true. I—I don't remember <laughs> the order I read them in as a kid. I yeah, yeah, I don't know. I know I—I know I didn't like read anything later than thirty, but I couldn't really tell you when Mm. I stopped or what I read. So I don't have any fun stories like you, but uh, it does feel a little momentous that this like book 20. I know it's not like a, I don't know. It feels kind of like a milestone to be moved. We're now in the twenties.
0: Yeah. It's exciting. I I feel that
1: (laughs) (laughs) pretty exciting, even though this is our 27th episode, I think something like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, this book is also a little momentous in that, and I don't know if you knew this going in, because you don't look at the covers or anything, Um, but this yeah. is a multi-parter.
1: No, I had no idea about that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I see funny. now on the back of the book, it says part one of a trilogy.
0: Yes, it does say that on the back, and it was like super hyped up that this was going to be a trilogy. Like, I remember... I don't remember exactly how, but like going into the bookstore, I was like aware that it was starting a trilogy. And yeah, so there was clearly it was promoted like a big deal event thing.
1: I am very curious and I won't get into specifics yet, but I I really want to find out if people can tell us or I wish there was we could I could I got to find some old IRC chats or something. I want to know what people's reactions were to this book when it first mm. came out, I, I want to know what people were thinking. Cause I'll, I'll just say this. So last week we read a book that we both really loved mm-hmm. the, uh, something with another D the departure. Departure. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I didn't really know. I, I, I never, at this point, I never know what to expect with an animorphs book. I, I, the tone, Reasonable. the content, it varies wildly. I just. It's always a surprise. And I. Nothing could have prepared me for this book. <laughs> this is one of the most unhinged fucking books we have yeah. encountered.
0: Yeah. I mean, reading. <laughs> reading through this book, it's very difficult for me to be. Like detached and objective about this book because it, because it's such an early memory right it's like when i owned one or two copies of the books this was the one i owned so i read it a bunch of times over and over so there's a bunch of stuff where i'm i'm trying to figure out how it feels to read it as an adult as opposed to just being like i remember that scene as a kid as an adult it is way more chaotic. I will say that. And and I think part of it is also that I can like read it faster. I'm not sitting there like, okay, I read this thing and that took some time. And then maybe I sat came back and read this other now thing. Now I'll it's go like,
1: play Pokemon and, or something and come back. Right.
0: Yeah, no, as opposed to like, I read these three chapters and what the fuck just happened. Um, it also doesn't help that as part one of a trilogy, it's kind of hard to separate it from the rest of the trilogy. Like there's stuff in here where it's like... Yeah, but that's just setting up this thing later or whatever. So I'm going to try to look at it from that perspective this episode, but I'm very interested in <laughs> you reading it for the first time as a 30-year-old.
1: Yeah, I will do my best to <laughs> to be clear, I'm older than 30.
0: I will well, do my best young at heart
1: <laughs> to uh, make that experience known to you.
2: <laughs>
0: Excellent. Good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we will will get into it for sure. Should we start with the cover?
0: Let's start with this cover.
1: It's got Marco on it.
0: It's got Marco on it.
1: (laughs) He's looking smug. He's looking cool. (laughs)
0: He's looking very good.
1: He's got his t-shirt tucked into his jeans.
0: (laughs) This is one of the better covers, I would say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep, he is... uh, I like his
0: wide mouth. <laughs> oh, yes. His mouth is... So, I don't know if we said, but he's turning into a snake on this cover. a right. King Cobra specifically. So his arms sort of go away. And, uh, and his mouth gets very wide. <laughs> As his head, like, flattens out. I'm a big fan of this middle face, let me tell you.
1: the the middle face looks like he wants to die
0: (laughs) now i actually have written in my notes here and i might have been a little loopy when i wrote this it says uh a he 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 a hoo 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 middle face marco is the marco for you i I might have been operating on not enough sleep at that point did you take
1: some ambien were you about to go on twitter and post something racist (laughs) (laughs) dear god
0: i would never do such a thing
1: (laughs) right well the ambient makes you do it uh yeah it's pretty good also the that one kind of looks like isn't there a mythical creature that's like a snake with a human torso kind of like a centaur but for a snake
0: like a naga or something
1: (laughs) yeah 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 that's i've seen that in video games yeah i like the background on this one too i guess they're all kind of the same but i'm just noticing this one (laughs)
0: Pretty colors. You can you can uh, judge the color palette. You you were an art sure. history major. You can tell me whether right. it's good or not. Is it uh, art? That is,
1: yes, this is art. Mm. Confirmed. Absolutely. Excellent. Good. Yeah. Now, there's a quote on this cover, too, that's pretty significant.
0: Yeah, this is a very different quote than usual.
1: Actually it relates to the content of the book.
0: Who would have thought?
1: Get ready There's a brand new Animorph.
0: Yeah. I mean, knowing that these were written by Scholastic instead of K.A. Applegate, it feels like they probably, like, let out a sigh of relief. They're like, oh, good. There's a whole ad campaign about how we're doing uh, this trilogy. And uh, spoilers, there's a brand new Animorph. Uh, So, uh Good. I don't have to think of a stupid, quippy, <laughs> shitty thing that doesn't make sense. So let's just put the ad copy on the yeah. fucking cover.
1: We'll save the shitty thing that makes no sense for the inside cover.
0: <laughs> they sure <laughs> do.
1: But uh, it is. it does seem to me like a sign of the Animorphs' popularity at this point, because you can't hype up a book yeah. like that. No one's going to be excited about a new Animorph unless they already like the Animorphs. Right, So there, you, you, you definitely, it, it does seem a little wild to me that the series is, because these books come out so fast, mm-hmm. it's only been out for a couple of years at this point, yeah. which I guess is plenty of time for something to become a, a craze amongst kids, but I don't know, it feels, maybe I'm just old. I think we're just old now. <laughs> I think for kids,
0: that's an eternity. I, what you are telling me though, is that I was not into Animorphs before it was cool. I got on the Animorphs <laughs> bandwagon after it was already cool and people liked it.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm telling you.
0: It fits my musical tastes of whatever's on the radio played at a reasonable volume.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I can't remember, but I'm pr- I'm pretty sure I liked it before it was cool.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. See, I mean, you're a cooler guy than me, I guess.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so the inside cover.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, I love the the inside artwork. It's very good. Marco hears the <laughs> snake under the bed and we see some hork feet. They look kind of <laughs> just like dinosaur feet.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they got the spikes coming out the back.
0: Oh, yeah, they do actually. I sort sort of
2: missed yeah, that. Oh, those yeah, are I weird. missed that too.
0: Yeah, they don't...
1: What I the thought hell? the spikes go down or something. Yeah, I don't they're know. they're like
0: swords just sticking out. what that that
1: is that looks like wolverine's claws coming out of the back of their foot
0: (laughs) (laughs) a very odd interpretation
1: uh yeah i don't know what are you gonna do and there's a baseball and a baseball mitt because i feel like that's they had those assets from marco's bookshelf or something like that's (laughs) that's just every boy's room needs to have a baseball in it And yeah. also, kind of, is it weird that it's a hardwood floor for a child's bedroom? Or is that not
0: weird? But it's a little weird. Like, you would think you would put some kind of carpet over it. Like, I mean, I it's not like I didn't have a hardwood floor in my bedroom, but also I had a big rug that covered 80% of it. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Strange.
1: Look, it's like very shiny and reflective. Like, someone's coming in there and waxing this kid's floor.
0: Yeah, I guess it needs to be like that for the snake.
1: Now, so would you like to say this quote? Well,
0: this is no snake in the grass. And that's snake it, in folks. the
1: grass? That's the whole quote. <laughs> what is... That is... Is this the worst one? I know it's, we've had bad ones.
0: <laughs> that's what we should do. We should be going through these and, because... I want to say yes, but I feel like I would say yes to half of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is no snake in the grass. Like, it's just no. It's, it's so hor. It's horrible. It's really bad. I don't even like, want to get into why it's bad.
0: Well, it's too, <laughs> it would take too much time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just like what's a phrase that contains snake? Uh, snake in the grass. Okay, make it pop. Oh, this is no snake. Okay, good enough. <laughs>
1: Like what's the what's the rest of that sentence?
0: It is a snake in a house. <laughs> like what does that mean? It this does feel like it was pieced together by like chat AI? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like AI but not modern AI, which is much better than this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway.
0: Yeah, not uh not good. But the picture is great. I yeah picture is quite good. Um let's do this dedication. Oh wow, okay. Uh, oh wow. Oh oh man. So in addition to the regular dedication, it's also for Grassy Creek Elementary School. And, Whoa. Uh, checking Cyropedia, we have the explanation. They say in December of nineteen ninety seven, the scholastic website hosted a week long chat with KA Applegate. Every day for a week, she would come onto the message board they had set up and answer questions from her readers. One of those readers, a boy named Justin Mullins, asked if he could have his name written into a book. K.A. agreed, but said that she'd only do it for him since he asked first. That's going to be in this book. Likewise, a class (laughs) from Grassy Creek Elementary School asked if they could perhaps get a dedication. And again, K.A. agreed. (laughs) This is
1: this is crazy.
0: <laughs> where was this again? What, what do you mean? Where was this? Where did
1: this? Where did this talk or whatever take place that she uh, was doing?
0: A message board that the, oh, the Scholastic oh, website set up. Yes,
1: I thought it was like a like a like a panel or something. Uh, I wasn't listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's. I mean, that's also. That's fascinating that there was enough internet savvy that they could do that at this time.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of like question and answer stuff with K.A. Applegate from the time with little kids that I read over a bit of, and we definitely need to cover at some point. I don't know if it should be in a recap or its own episode or what, but some yeah, good stuff in there.
1: She's she's doing AMAs on Reddit, so she's like she's been doing that shit for decades. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Uh, I That's, I mean, the fact that these people were just like, hey, hey, can you put my name in a book? <laughs> she agreed to it. Is, yeah. Uh, she's just a nice lady, I
0: guess. When I read over her questions, it does seem very obvious that it, it, it is all like nine and 10 year olds, right? Like there there aren't like 20 year olds talking to her. So they the questions <laughs> are all just things like, I want my name in a book or here's m- a lot of the stuff that I would see would be like, here's the cool idea for a book that I had. And Kay Applegate will always respond with, Oh, you should go write fan fiction or something like that. <laughs> 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 like, don't tell me to put it in a book.
1: <laughs> so there weren't any th- mid 30 year olds on this message boards asking her about the logistics of Z
0: space. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of little kids asking about the logistics of Z Space in <laughs> Oh. oh. <laughs> well we'll we'll we definitely gotta deal with that at some point.
1: Z Space? Yes Oh no, this or this this thing you mean.
0: Right, this thing.
1: The the message board thing.
0: Just in general, all of her question and answer online stuff, yeah.
1: Alright, is that its own special episode or what? We'll have you'll decide. Might
0: be, might be. Maybe it might be. We'll we'll figure it out probably when we're not twenty minutes in and still haven't started a book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how this episode's going to go, folks. So take a look at the the time, and you can do with it what you will. <laughs> we'll just see how this goes. All I, I have a feeling
0: this is going to be really front loaded. So <laughs>
1: whenever, th- I don't know. We'll see. Okay. I I'll, I will just say whenever we do finish this this book. There will then be 25 minutes after that. (laughs) So, Oh, boy.
0: (laughs) New longest episode. So here we go. (laughs) Is this our four-hour special where you say a slur? (laughs) (laughs) We'll find out. I got my ambien ready.
1: (laughs) Just popped a couple, so we'll see how long they take to kick in.
0: (laughs) All right. So we start off the book, At School – uh, Marco is trying to hit on this girl, Tashandra, and uh, he's failing at it. Uh, we also get references to a buff girl named Danielle, um, and uh, she gets mad at him too and calls over uh, the aforementioned Justin Mullins to uh, to beat up Marco or whatever and chase him. So Marco's lamenting his girl problems uh, when he sees a kid walking through the hall, uh, and he is carrying... The blue box, which you might not know what the blue box is. It's the morphing cube. If you remember, that's what Elfangor gave them to give them the morphing power. This kid just has it. So Marco kind of freaks out. He offers to buy it with like the change in his pocket. Uh, The kid turns him down. We find out this kid's name is David. He is new to the school and he just kind of found it walking through the construction site. Also, he does not seem to like Marco very much. Um, so the Animorphs meet up in the barn and decide, uh, okay, well, let's, uh, let's figure out where he lives and steal this box from him before anyone figures out what's up. Pretty, this is a good, this is the, this is our opening. This is our intro to David and the ability to get more morphing tech. Also Marco's girl problems.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, this is a, just speaking generally to that point not the girl problems one. This is mm-hmm. a yeah, this is a pretty significant and exciting opening to a book. It feels like, mm-hmm. oh, there's some real weighty implications here. Yes. or not implications, I don't know. <laughs> potential consequences and fallout of this. Yeah. It's it's very exciting. And that's and I I mean, we'll uh, get to this as we get to more of the book, but there's just there's a lot of tonal whiplash in this book, because it is, it's a lot of times it is a, it is simul, like sometimes we have very serious books, and sometimes we have very dumb Animorphs books, Mm -hmm. and this is kind of both, (laughs) and it's a little confusing.
0: I get that.
1: (laughs) But we'll start at the beginning here. Is Tashandra a real name? Because I Googled it. And the only real result is the Seropedia page for this book. (laughs) I think this is a name Kay Applegate made up. It
0: could well be.
1: (laughs) There's just, there seems to be, like, there was, like, a page of results on Google. (laughs) Do you understand how hard that is in our modern age?
0: (laughs) That is it's, pretty crazy. <laughs>
1: like this is this is not a name that's out there in the general public.
0: <laughs> Joseph something and his daughter Tashandra something.
1: <laughs> There's something going on with her in names. It's weird. And also on the subject of names, you just made me realize cuz I didn't even think of it before, mm-hmm. but fucking Justin Mullins. Yeah. So it's it's okay to dox this guy? <laughs> No one else's last name is allowed, but Justin Mullins? Marco's like, fuck him.
0: Fuck him. He chased Marco through the halls.
1: <laughs> Let the Yerks get him. <laughs> Justin Mullins. Might as well fucking swat this guy while he's streaming, you know? He's just...
0: <laughs> yeah. Marco's phrased. a little problematic here.
1: <laughs> it is. I do wonder if Kay Applegate thought about that for a second, or if she's just like, yeah, this no. fucking kid asked. No way. She,
0: yeah. She'd fly by the seat of her pants here.
1: <laughs> and be careful. That could be the quote on the inside cover of a oh, fly God. book. Oh, <laughs> Oh, no. Marco is, uh, he is pretty sly in this opening.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I... I ship Marco and Tashandra. Honestly, I think they have chemistry.
1: Okay, I'm more of a Marco and Danielle person, but I get it.
0: I ship Marco and everyone. He deserves Maybe
1: Marco and Justin.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I need a harem anime with Marco as the protagonist. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It's just animorphs, but it's just that all the other animorphs are in love with him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Bisexual icon Marco. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, now he does. At times he sounds a little close to joining an incel forum.
0: Yes, there are two different instances here where he refers to women as females, which is kind of a red flag.
1: <laughs> which is definitely something that, you know, different times in the 90s that was yeah. just kind of funny. It doesn't I don't it did not have the baggage it has now, I don't think.
0: Maybe it did and we were just kids. I don't well, know.
1: Well, I I don't know. I feel like worst case scenario it, I think I feel like it was more associated with being a nerd because mm. it's like very clinical and like you're using the Latin name
0: for you're like oh a canine and the females mm. yeah as
1: a as now it's it's something else but yeah
0: I, I, we've sort of realized how bad nerds are like I think before it was this <laughs> idea of like nerds are kind of lame but like you know they're they're honestly mostly harmless or like they're the ones getting picked on and it's like no no. Nerds suck, and they're awful, and they're bad, and there's a reason they get picked on. And uh, and and we should bully kids more. I'm very pro-bullying, especially nerds. I say this as a nerd myself.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't get bullied that much, which is probably why I'm so fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> God, I needed it. Uh, he, yeah, Marco, so talking about this, uh, the blue box, also, the cube... Yeah. I, don't, I thought this was a bit weird it's on the subject of things that maybe are different in the 90s. He's explaining the morphing technology and how they got it from this technology. He says it wasn't something we were born with. We're not freaks. <laughs> like, if you're born... If we were born with it, we'd be freaks. But it's not like that. We. It's just something we have. We got it. We got that it is later. a
0: little weird. You know, that cuz he actually says like we're not freaks, we're not the X-Men. This this almost seems antithetical to like the point of X-Men to be like, oh yeah, the X-Men, they're they're mutant freaks, they're weirdo.
1: <laughs> Marco, like, do you even read the, the comics? He, he identifies with all the human senators and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he loves oh, Sentinels. Man.
0: I love Sentinels. I bet uh, you do. Uh, I should say we find out that the blue morphing box is called the Escafil device because uh, that oh, way, when yeah. I use the proper name, we won't uh, be confused. We, we we don't learn that yet, though, do we? Uh, in the barn where they're uh, talking about what to do, they say. Oh, it. okay.
1: Oh, you did. Sorry, I didn't know. We I didn't realize we got that far. Yeah, I
0: just know. covered all that stuff. I figured we'll have. We're getting into it. We're figuring out what we're doing this book. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the Escafil device. That's uh its a good name, and and now we know it's a little bit of lore because it was invented by Escafil. Yes, is that his whole name?
0: Do you think? Uh, I believe it was a woman, if I'm not mistaken. And oh, did I, they say that? Not in this book. Okay. Uh, we will find out a little bit more about Escafil's creator, the Escafil I device. Don't... Escafil. We'll find out a little bit more very soon, and then we won't hear about it again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> cool. There's more that's lore. I like though. it. I I guess I was just assuming because I think we've maybe only seen one female Andalite, which is Axe's mom,
0: one time. Oh yeah, I was gonna say, have we? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's and I don't. I'm not sh- sure if she actually appeared or if she was just mentioned.
0: Yeah, I don't remember either if she actually made it to the call. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
1: but uh doesn't seem like there certainly weren't any female Andalite soldiers.
0: So No, that that is like a thing in Andalite society. So
1: They're called a prince, not a princess, am I right? That's right. Those female yeah. <laughs> Andalites.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's the Aloran and Elfangor, not <laughs> Alaran and Esca I don't know. You know what? Have you ever
1: <laughs> noticed how mad women get when you leave the seat to the ke- toilet cube up <laughs> <laughs> there's a stand-up on the andalite homeworld
0: that's uh jerry for seinfeld esker yeah
1: yeah <laughs> great good good job making that an andalite name i did it um, so the Escafil device I did when, when, uh, Marco first sees it, uh, he's like, Hey David, what's that blue thing? And I, I wonder if he was like, what's that blue thing doing here?
0: That's the theme song for this book.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, just boy. Google it. Everybody just Google it.
0: Oh boy. We need to be on track. <laughs> no, this is all, this is
1: all in my notes. This is important stuff okay, good, good good. well let me let, I want to talk about this cube
2: yeah I
1: so I don't remember if it was was it explicitly stated in the first book to have been destroyed?
0: No, but they did blast the area to bits with from like their bug fighters.
1: I guess I don't remember them ever being like, oh, that morphing device must be blown up.
0: No, I don't think they ever thought about that again. They're just like, they blew up the area and we never went back.
1: And I guess no Yerkes or anyone else ever searched this
0: wreckage? They just didn't find it. <laughs> it just ended up... How? How did yeah. they not find it? So, I I mean, I'm reading this, and again, not, this is another one of those things that is never made explicit, but like, I, I see oh, it should have been destroyed, it should have been found, but nope, it just happened to turn up, now it was fine, everything's cool, it was a freak accident, it's Elemist shit. Anytime that there's some, like, (laughs) weird deus ex machina doesn't make sense, the book just has an out for you on that. The Elemist did it. (laughs)
1: Literally a wizard did it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I mean, I, I, I guess I can accept that. I guess I have to.
0: Yeah, That's one of the only ways. There is some meat to that theory, although it's a little more complicated than the alamus. Maybe we'll—I'll uh, keep that in mind, actually, for later. Okay, keep that meat in mind. I will keep that meat in mind.
1: <laughs> keep your mind over meat.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, I still have more to say about Marco in school—the like ten lines about that than I do about this blue
2: box. Uh-huh right sure.
0: uh yeah i, I mean it. you gotta I, and i like uh when marco's scanning the hallways uh and he says because he's looking around because when he, he sees david with the box and he's like i was hoping to find someone with some sense like uh like jake or cassie not rachel would not have <laughs> yeah. called rachel over <laughs> to help with this
1: yeah that i just hit my microphone sorry but that is funny
0: <laughs> it's quite good um, also, I have a little bit of advice for Marco here with regards to to Danielle. Mm-hmm. Um, what he says to her that gets her pissed off, he says, "Whoa, Danielle, you're looking way buff. Look at those shoulders of yours. You could practically be a boy," uh, which she <laughs> takes offense at. I'm just gonna say his problem here is the "you could practically be a boy" line, because there's no way to read that part as a compliment. In my experience, if you say to an athletic chick that she looks buff or she looks beastly or whatever, it's like that goes over well. People like being buff. Yeah. Yeah. Just advice for all you aspiring Marcos out there.
1: Well, that's me. So I am taking notes on what you're saying.
0: Yeah, if there's any minors listening to this podcast, uh, first of all, stop. But second of all, take (laughs) notes. This is how you pick up chicks.
1: Please stop, because we could get in a lot of trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you you have experience with this, because you're an athletic guy, and you hang out around a lot of athletic people.
0: I used to be. Now I'm uh, old and fat and weak. But in high school, I was very athletic, yes. Ugh. (laughs)
1: <laughs> whatever we enough we need to stop talking about that okay there uh, wasn't there another not that long ago marco line where he said something like this to a girl he, he, he's done this before where he's said just very dumb foot-in-mouth stuff to girls in school that and they get mad at him but i can't remember the specifics
0: yeah i, I thought people liked uh uh funny guys here yeah you know yeah. Like Marco's That's... always saying dumb shit. That's his whole thing.
1: Marco is so cool. <laughs> I love him.
0: <laughs> he really is. <laughs> so funny.
1: <laughs> um, um, yeah. I don't know. Should we get to the barn?
0: Uh, oh, I did. I did have one question for you before we get to the barn. Okay. Marco's talking about advanced uh, like alien tech. He says, mm-hmm. uh, I hear they have a web browser that actually works. <laughs> Marco is engaging in the browser wars And I have to <laughs> wonder what side he's on Because this would have been pre-Chrome like Chrome, Firefox This is like Netscape versus Internet Explorer You know, Navigator, all that shit
1: Well, hold on, because it's, I don't know From everything we've read so far It seems like they're all AOL kids So AOL is the browser, I would think
0: God, you think he would really side with, with AOL over Netscape Navigator?
1: Well, maybe he's the clear best
0: browser of the 90s. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) I think he uses AOL because that's what his family uses. And he doesn't like it. That's why he's saying, I hear theirs actually works. I'm stuck with fucking Mm. AOL.
0: Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. I think he uses Um. Web Access America, actually.
1: Oh, that could be it. That could be it. What about Max? The Max are a thing. Is there Safari? Did that exist yet?
0: It might have, but yeah, it probably did. But only like weirdo freaks liked Max.
1: Yeah. I had a friend who was into
0: Max, but.
1: (laughs) When did iMax come out? Those were the coolest. Oh. I don't know if they were, maybe they weren't called, no, they definitely were called yeah, this was post. Yeah. We're, we're past Apple. This Apple II and shit. That's that's much older. I, I wasn't a Mac guy, so I don't know the history of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't did know. like
1: iMacs. They looked colorful and pretty. I,
0: I think they did exist at this point, but I'm not sure. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, they
1: were. They might have been a year or two later, but I don't know. Not that far off. I don't know. We can't. We can't. We can't know. There's no way to know.
0: Yeah, no, you're our Google guy, and it's just not so I don't want to
1: Google this one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so tell me about happening. the barn. <laughs> oh, man, the barn. So, they all, so, I mean, speaking of shipping Marco with people, I just mm-hmm. I keep going further and further into Marco and Rachel. This is my, I, I, I want them together. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they, be, they clearly belong together when, uh, uh, you know, David thinks Marco's an idiot and Rachel says, well, if he thinks Marco's an idiot, he can't be all bad. She batted her eyelashes at me to show she was kidding. I love it when she does that. Mm. <laughs> I you mean,
2: need
0: to, you need to write some Rachel Tobias, Marco <laughs> love triangle fan fiction here.
1: As soon as they turn 18, I'm going to, okay. but <laughs> what is the, I mean, there's no other way to interpret that. Other, like, uh, I mean, I guess he's being sarcastic, kind of, but I don't think he is. He loves it. Yeah. Why does he love it? Because he likes making her mad? No, because he's into it.
0: Yeah. Tobias is 18 in bird years. <laughs> That's true.
1: <laughs> well, this he he might have morphed into an 18-year-old hawk.
0: <laughs> yeah? Yeah?
1: Hawks live for hundreds of years.
0: That's probably true. I'm not going to look it up, though.
1: And then I also love in this part Cassie's or uh Rachel I mean um never mind I can't find this part we'll get to it later <laughs> Okay sure This is a good podcast <laughs> All right I don't know what what do you think about this barn
0: Uh I actually don't have that much more to say about this barn <laughs> I was relying on you here.
1: I guess I only had the one other thing that I couldn't find. So now I have to find it. (laughs) All right. I mean, it could be
0: a thing that happens later, maybe.
1: No, it definitely happens here. What do you want to talk about? I can't. It's not funny if I say it, if I can't find the quote. Maybe it did happen later. Oh, you know what? Is this the Uh, part in Burger King? Yeah, it happens at Burger King. I was wrong.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's go to Burger King. (laughs) They All right,
1: but and then we'll come back and record the next part.
0: I oh, uh, in that case, let's go to Wendy's. They go to the local Burger King uh, that night. They they're gonna uh, morph in the Burger King bathroom and then and then fly out to David's house, which Tobias has scouted. Uh, and they're splitting into teams: two to steal the box and two to hold on to the clothing. Sure. So, uh, you know, Rachel and Margo are going to go on this mission. They pulled the long French fries, whatever. But, uh, as they're getting ready, uh, Eric shows up, uh, I guess unannounced. Um, I'm not like rereading this. I was like, did they, are they trying to meet him? I guess not. Uh, it
1: seems like he just shows up by accident. (laughs) Yeah.
0: He just shows up and he's following them or something. He shows up with news for them. All right. So there's a second plot to this book besides just the blue box. Uh, there is going to be a summit meeting in their town, quote, to figure out what to do about all the problems in the Middle East, unquote. Uh, so the presidents and prime ministers <laughs> of Britain, <laughs> France, Russia, Japan, Germany, and the United States are all going to be here. And the Yorks are planning to move in and infest the leaders of all these countries. And Eric found out that one of them, but he doesn't know who, is already a controller. So, major stakes mission here. uh, If they can inform the major world leaders about the Yerks, they could potentially, you know, turn the tide. Uh, If the Yerkes get all these leaders, then that could end the war right here and now. Okay. Woo! Yeah. So... uh... I mean, first of all, let me tell you, I got some opinions on the Middle East. (laughs) yeah i got a
1: lot of feelings about all the problems there
0: yeah yeah (laughs) let's uh that this is a a political podcast now i'd like that that is
1: that phrase is evergreen yeah why get into specifics (laughs) like there's
0: gonna be another problem but there will be problems (laughs) Uh, to be honest it was the same damn problems we're like none of these problems have been fixed
1: well, yeah, they've been, but they've been, new ones have cropped up, more specific ones, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah the, this, the nuances of it are different, but. It is, it's still
1: I I don't know, I, should we give it credit for a kid's book referencing problems in the Middle East? Is that, is that something at least?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure Animorphs references problems in the M- Middle East much more specifically later on, so I don't know if I want to give this one credit.
1: Uh, well, I'm not talking about the Middle East of the Andalite homeworld. <laughs> I'm talking about... Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I think what everyone wants is for me to get to the thing I was going to say before, because yes, it happens please. now. Yes,
0: please. Absolutely, please.
1: This one part here. hmm Rachel kicks Marco under the table... <laughs>
0: Yes. This is while they're having an arm wrestling contest.
1: Right, right, right. She cheats by kicking him under the table. Yes. And Rachel says, who cares how you win as long as you win? And Cassie says, you don't really believe that, Rachel. No, wait a minute. You probably do. Just fucking. Cassie's just fucking (laughs) tearing Rachel apart. Just giving her shit. Yeah.
0: She still doesn't want to turn into Rachel. No,
1: this is like, there's a there's a little ah. war going on between the two of them now. Mm. Okay, that's all I wanted to say.
0: Okay, okay. I mean, I was, I liked the whole, I, I thought you were going to get into it, because they're, I mean, first of all, this is sort of that tonal issue where they're at the Burger King, they're gearing up, and then it's just, they're just kind of fucking around, like, <laughs> joking with each other, getting into arm wrestling content, and then Eric shows up and is like, the fate of the world.
1: Yeah, we really need to – Eric, They 100% they were not meeting him here. No. It it really seems like Eric's just casually getting a fucking whopper, and he's just like, oh, hey, it's the Animorphs. I guess I should tell him about the world leaders being infested. Hmm, mm, the fries are good today.
0: <laughs> like – Yeah. I mean, Eric, the- unlike Boromir, clearly can get a whopper.
1: Okay, yeah. You might, you might we, call
0: I, him Eric Burger King. I think that we've
1: had enough of those references.
0: <laughs> we don't every time Burger King
1: is mentioned, <laughs> that doesn't need to happen.
0: I don't know, it might need to.
1: <laughs> we'll let the listeners decide. But I I I I, I what was what was Eric going to was he going to tell them? Or was he just, he just figured this out that she are all like, oh yeah, that's going to happen, huh?
0: Hmm. Oh, well, well, we're
1: nonviolent. So I guess we'll just see how it plays out. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like,
0: was he following them to get here or did, uh, I don't, I, I was, I'm trying to figure out how often does Eric show up unannounced? I know at least one occasion he has. Cause like when they were at the, the fake rainforest cafe being parrots, I think Eric just like shows up. Yeah, like it, they weren't planning to meet him there, but I think on like another occasion they do plan. To, I don't know.
1: Definitely once they did at least. It's it's strange. Also, I mean, this is another Eric King, another character whose last name we know because it's based on a real person. Yes. <laughs> um, Eric King eats at Burger King. I don't know. That's kind of funny, right?
0: <laughs> well, I already said that as part of the, my Boromir riff. Well, no, well, you said Eric Burger
1: King, but you didn't... Yes, I said you I, might
0: call him Eric Burger King. That,
1: that's not the same as what I'm saying. I'm specifically... Pretty I'm talking pretty No, 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 no. Okay. That was just a pun. I'm just saying, in the world of this fiction, Eric, a guy named King, eats at Burger King. That, right.
0: That's what makes the pun work, yeah.
1: No, that's... No, yours was just like a surface. Le- I'm trying to dive deeper into what I that means. Don't know that
0: this is deeper.
1: It's 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 different and it's deeper. <laughs> but obviously, I can't have this conversation with you because you don't get it.
0: I I, I don't.
1: And that's fine. The listeners will hear it and they'll they'll understand. Uh, there's a maybe you'll get this. There's a part where Marco says, "I'm suspicious by nature." Which, because he's he's wondering what's up with Eric, and that made me wonder if, you know, if Marco had a, a, like, a band, would he call it Suspicious by Nature? And if so, would they sing a song that was, like, you down with Visser 3? Yeah, you know me.
0: That's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) On an actual note there, there's a point, uh somewhere around here, or maybe it's later where, where Marco says that he is like suspicious of Cassie now too, because he's like, yeah, she came back, but she did leave. She's got too many morals and crap. I don't know what to think about her
1: right now. <laughs> Which is K. Applegate's way of sweeping that under the rug like yeah yeah yeah, it happened we're thinking about it but whatever it's not the focus just don't worry about it yeah barely says anything in this book
0: yeah (laughs) she's not really that here for most of this there's a couple (laughs) cassie moments but
1: yeah one in particular i I will talk about but yeah actually actually two two in particular i want to talk about maybe relating to marco too but uh
0: sure there's a lot left on the agenda
1: there's a listen. I'm telling you, we're We're fucked. This is a three-hour episode. I'm sorry. This uh so this summit meeting. Yes. This also, by the way, uh, not to uh, be repetitive, mm. and I only have one dumb thought in my brain, but dude, this <laughs> would also make a great board game. This uh, the uh, the concept like a social deduction mm. game like Mafia or The Resistance, where every like least some people two are.
0: Thoughts. Usually, this is a video game. Okay, earlier. you're right. You're right. It's not. But yeah. Right. I go, continue. I like where this is going.
1: <laughs> yeah. Where some some people are, everyone's or not everyone. Some people are world leaders, and some mm-hmm. people are animorphs. And you've got to figure out, oh, which, how many of the world leaders are controllers, or who can I and can't I trust? And it's kind of like, oh, the, or this is like the game Two Rooms in a Boom, which probably no one listening to this has ever heard of, but. I have. It's like the, the, the person with the yurk has to secretly meet up with, with one of the world leaders. But you know what I mean? There's there's a lot yeah. of, I, I probably, this is a terrible, I'm doing a terrible job at trying to pitch this board game. This doesn't make sense what I'm saying. But if you are familiar with social deduction board games, I think you'll see where I'm going with this.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think that anyone is particularly interested unless they are familiar, but it's a good idea.
1: Great. So I think although, what you said although, made sense to me as we find out later that's not really how any of this goes down but when i read the, no. what we thought it was going to be that's what I, what I thought
0: no shit goes down very differently uh this whole burger king section like it <laughs> it really uh it really like uh, paints like a difference between reading it as a kid and as an adult cuz like there's a couple things here like just for example, the vibes are totally different. Like if 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 I'm a kid and I'm asked to imagine, it's like late at night, it's after dark. They're at this Burger King, uh, and they're they're just kind of out at the, and and it, I don't know that there's a lot of people here. Um, hmm. I feel like as a kid, I'm just like yeah, Burger King. I I imagine it like this bustling place in the middle of the day, and it doesn't really have the same vibes now as a sad loser adult, where it's like. Burger King at uh, 9.30 p.m. right before it closes and nobody's there. I know what that's like. <laughs> I'm in that space all the time. I get the vibes. <laughs> well, this was
1: the 90s, so I do feel like a fast food restaurant in the 90s had a, mm. maybe this is just me <laughs> being nostalgic for the 90s, but I, I don't know. I feel like there were it was a happier vibe at, at that time.
2: Hmm.
0: I mean, it, I don't it, know. It, it could be, but again, I feel like that vibe changes as you get into the evening. Like, I, I don't think it would be that that different in the middle of the day. I mean, maybe sadder at Burger King than it used to be, but, you know, <laughs> McDonald's in the middle of the day is probably still pretty pretty reasonably energetic, but you, you go right before a closing, nobody's in the store. It's it's different.
1: I also, I also think that this was a, we didn't fully, we were pre-supersize me, you know? Like, people knew it was bad for you, but there wasn't the same kind of... There wasn't quite the same guilt where now I feel like if you're talking about fast food, you're also simultaneously just thinking about how shitty it is and how you're going to die soon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that has anything to do with the fast food.
1: (laughs) It's uh, Yeah, I mean, it's it's one piece of a larger puzzle, perhaps.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The other thing that's sort of on that topic is like when I see them just like they're trying to make this plan and do this. And then all of a sudden we jump over into arm wrestling contests and riffing on each other and whatever that part to me, it it feels like just like what is going on? Like, why aren't we focused on this is just chaotic as a kid that didn't even occur to me. And I feel like there might be some realism there in that, you know, these are still children and they are chaotic and stupid. Uh, (laughs) And and that's very apparent to me as an adult reader in a way that it wasn't when I was younger. Yeah,
1: there were a few times in this book, and this may have been one of those scenes where I had to, like, rewind yeah. and reread a page to be like, wait a minute. How, wait, w- wait, how did they get here again? When did they t- change from arm wrestling to their birds? Wait, hold on. <laughs> what, yeah, what no, the, and this, what are this they whole doing?
0: sequence is so bad for that because it's like we met up. To go see about, uh, you know, to go do this mission. And then we have a long extended sequence of them fucking around instead of doing the mission. And then we have a long extended sequence where Eric shows up out of the blue. And then they morph (laughs) for the mission, which we're about to get to. And it's like, I forgot why they're morphing by this point.
1: (laughs) Right. You know, this is a great... uh, This reminds me of... There's a talk that I love that was given by Matt and Trey, the South Park guys. Mm-hmm. T- I think they were like guests teaching a, a writing class or something at a college. It's on YouTube somewhere probably. And they're talking about how they write South park episodes. <laughs> Bear with me. Cause it's actually, I think like great advice for writing. Mm-hmm. And the thing they say is for every scene they have, the next scene should be like, so this happens and it should be. And because that happens or, or, But this or as a result or instead something there should be some word like that as a transition and what you never want to have is just an and there should always be like something leading from one scene to the next to give it a sense of coherence and like that makes the story flow. And I do feel like this is a great example of just and they go to Burger King and Eric shows up and it's like what. It, there's no logic to it. There's no story logic. It's just things just happen. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, uh, that is definitely, that's a big problem here. I think that is a general issue in some of the Animorphs books. Uh, it might yeah. be a distinguishing factor between some of the worse and better books, too. <laughs> yeah,
1: I can see that. I can see that. Uh, and that so are we? Did they do birds? Or is that Let's, are we getting to that? Yeah, next?
0: they're 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 morphing birds. I don't. Do we want to uh, pause to talk about this morphing scene on its own too? Or probably we do because this is a classic scene. So Jake and Marco they go into <laughs> the the bathroom to morph, um, and uh, the manager busts in thinking they're on drugs or something. And and Jake covers for Marco being half morphed uh, <laughs> by saying he's his brother and he has biconoma. Uh, which Marco informs him in thought speech, uh, so that Jake can tell. Jake does not tell the manager this. Marco informs him that it's especially tragic because it only afflicts really smart, really cute people. <laughs> yeah. Really
1: good, really funny,
0: (laughs) really, really good. Every people will remember Beaconoma again. I was talking to somebody about this podcast, and uh, and it wasn't that long ago that someone was like, Did we do the Beaconoma book yet?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, Beaconoma is great. Uh, I mean, that whole scene, also, the when he says, Your face is just fine, the doctor says someday you may be normal again. (laughs) Maybe it's problematic, I don't know, but it's funny. Uh, and we also have a, a another part here where, as he's morphing, his fingers slip out of his skin and become bone.
0: Yeah, just like his finger bones grow before the rest of his fingers do. <laughs>
1: I don't I'm kinda having trouble picturing this, but it sounds horrifying, whatever it is. Yeah,
0: it sounds like Kay Applegate saw a bird skeleton and was like, I got a great idea for some body horror.
1: <laughs> I got a great idea on how to give some kids new nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. I, I guess yeah. this
0: was one of my first morph scenes ever.
1: Yeah, you had no idea what was coming for you.
0: Yeah.
2: It's good. I'll also I also say this.
1: This is one of the. Uh, I also, but this is also confusing to me because this is like, oh, look, I get. I guess morphing. We understand it's unpredictable and weird, but they have morphed birds dozens of times. The I don't know. This has never happened. I I don't know. Is it's this
0: always like, different?
1: It's always different. All right, fine. And then it just happens to also happen again later in this book, but that's fine. Um, I This was uh, the book that made me realize I didn't really fully know what an osprey looked like. <laughs> so I Googled one.
0: <laughs> I don't have an exact image in my head. I'm just imagining a, like, kind of a raptor.
1: Yeah, it really just looks like a hawk. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I don't know what I was picturing. I just. I didn't really. I didn't really think it was just a hawk. But yeah, it is. I. I don't know what I had in my head. I thought ospreys. I don't know. The name sounds so much nicer. It's an osprey. It sounds cute.
0: Yeah, they make those nice bags.
1: But now I know. I was. I was just like, oh yeah, what the fuck is an osprey anyway? Go to school, kids. <laughs> um,
0: all right. Now, uh, then where do they go? Well, I was just reminded of this uh, scene this is not the first time we've had the two boys walk into the same bathroom together in an Animorphs book uh-huh. <laughs> and uh given that the manager thinks they're doing drugs in there i uh i'm reminded of that old onion sketch which i looked for again and it looks like the onion took it down because they maybe they thought it was problematic so i had to find a re-upload I don't know if you remember the, maybe they're smoking, maybe they're gay, uh, fake PSA ad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the one that was well, like, it's supposed to get kids to not want to smoke because it looks gay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do. I remember that. Yeah. It's
0: really good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That's how they get kids to stop smoking because they'd rather, they, they yeah. don't want to look gay. It's the only uh, way to stop them. <laughs>
0: yeah. It doesn't work anymore because now the kids are into being gay.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. Now now it would be, you don't want to seem like a cis-normative whatever. <laughs> all these fucking Zoomers are so goddamn woke these days. <laughs> Hold on. All, let me first, to keep the podcast more evergreen, uh-huh. fucking Gen Alpha. Is that what they're called, the next one? Doesn't matter. We'll yeah. be dead before they matter. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to make it. <laughs> they are fucked. Um. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's also not the first, uh, you know, this is a new, it's not really new, but it's now established as a running gag of someone, someone coming in and being like, oh, what's going on in here? Uh, Nothing, I'm just uh, holding a horse's head for some reason. It's just a blue
0: horse, a blue horse
1: <laughs> with beaconoma. <laughs> this is just, a. it's my uh, Halloween costume, what do you think?
0: god i'm waiting for like cassie to say some shit like that to her parents
2: <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: my my yeah. bare feet rachel had bare feet in book 12 <laughs> and they <laughs> my new boots
1: uh, uh, right right. All right that was a good one
0: well they fly out to they fly out to david's house to steal this box i don't know if you remember that's what they were doing
2: <laughs> they had I to get
0: do. the blue box from david's house uh, so they fly out there to get it, but um, it turns out it's just a giant disaster. Like Rachel can't get in because she's too big as an ego, as an ego, as an eagle. And uh, mm. Marco's like showboating around and uh, flies in the window before Tobias and like knocks it closed. And Tobias hits his head on the window uh, and and th- thinks he's in a game of Clue. Uh, Marco gets attacked by David's cat. Uh, And then, like, Rachel smashes through the window to get in, at which point David shows up with a BB gun and chases them off. So they don't get the box. They they show up and they just completely (laughs) fuck the whole thing up.
1: (laughs) Right. Which is kind of a a return to form of the... We have a mission, we go try it once and it fails, and then we have to try it yeah. again. Except that this is just like part one of a 40-step mission. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, and this time it's like really inexcusable how bad they do.
1: Well, there's no... Oh yeah, no, because this isn't... Later on they come back and they don't have Jake, but but the whole gang is here right
0: now. Uh, Well, it's just, here it's right? Tobias, Rachel, and Marco.
1: Oh, isn't. Yeah, why isn't no, the rest of them are back at the
0: Burger King to hold their clothes.
1: Okay, this is fucking stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's just.
1: <laughs> that has never stopped them from doing anything no, before. It hasn't. <laughs> I guess they're like, look, we really can't afford another pair of shoes this month. Just.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, why do they have to morph in a Burger King bathroom where they lose their... Why can't they morph in a back alley? I don't know,
1: whatever. Morph at your house. Like, they're not that... They can't be that far. They're in the same school system. This makes no sense at all. Yeah. (laughs) But but maybe that justifies... if If they're without Jake, then they're sort of...
0: The team is just lost. They need him. Clearly i mean the the funny part rereading this is that like when marco is flying in tobias is all like oh make sure you don't hit that stick propping the window up and marco's like what and then hits it (laughs) and (laughs) then the whole thing yeah Yeah. if if marco hadn't been trying to like zip in ahead of tobias (laughs) if he'd just been like tobias go in there and get that box it would have been fun. in fact at the very beginning When they're at the Burger King, Tobias comes back and was like, yeah, I saw the box. Easy grab. I didn't get it because you said to report back, but, like, it'll be no problem. Whatever. Like, two (laughs) different occasions, Tobias could have just grabbed this and it would have been done. We wouldn't have had to deal with that part of the plot.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what... Yeah, what is Marco's issue? Why is he going into this window at 100 miles an hour? I don't... That's dumb. Yeah, what, what does Tobias need to hear from jake oh like what does he think he's gonna say never mind we decided don't get it
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, i mean it it sort of makes sense from like if if you think of them as more actually organized and militaristic than they are where they're stupid kids who just do things impulsively like it makes sense to be like tobias check it out and then report back because what if something's weird and you need backup and if something's and then he'll goes there and be like okay it's easy I'm just going to report back. Better to do things by the books. That sort of makes sense. It's just dumb can... that they aren't impulsive in ways that that work or are helpful.
1: <laughs> I think I could buy it if it was Axe doing it, but I don't mm. think Tobias is... I mean, maybe it's supposed to show that at this point they have formed that kind of group. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. If, Tobias is the loner. I feel like he would just do it, but
0: yeah i I do think that they have sort of formed this kind of group at this point, but I also think that that's not what this is supposed to show.
1: <laughs> right. That's just by accident. um it, but it's all worth it though, because we get about fourteen really funny clue references
0: <laughs> sure do.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 too many. It's too many. It so, is
0: far too many. <laughs>
1: It's very cartoonish of, of, like, someone, you know, Bugs Bunny hits his head and he's like, oh, grandma what big eyes you have or you know, whatever dumb shit a character says when they get punched and they don't know where they are. Yeah. And he does it for like 20 minutes. It's like the whole scene. Yeah. Like the first time it's, oh, that's kind of cute. And then it's just, that's all. They just, the, k Applegate was like, kids will love this. Clue yeah. is huge. They are going to lose their shit over these clue jokes.
0: Yeah. and, and, My family wasn't that big into clue. So when I read this, I was like, I was aware that it was clue, but I didn't. Cause like you, you just have to be by cultural osmosis, but Mm -hmm. I didn't really get it or vibe with it or whatever. It's just like, I guess he's, what is this?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I, what I want to know is if in the British version of Animorphs, did they change it to Cluedo? Ooh,
0: that is a good (laughs) question. I,
1: I feel like I don't know. There's a lot of cultural things they m- must have had to change for different translations of this book, and I wonder if they even bothered.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say they don't have to do anything, <laughs> right? Just leave them all.
1: Yeah, yeah, but yeah. We get to we get to meet Mister Kitty also. We do,
0: Mister Kitty, who we will later learn is named Megadeth.
1: <laughs> yep. Gotta keep track of all
0: these cat names.
1: I did like the... It was almost like a fake-out twist where the kid pulls a gun out of the drawer and I was like, oh shit, it's a Dracon beam, you know? (laughs) Like, this kid's a yerk. No, it's just a BB gun.
0: Yeah, they could have done Middle of the Road and been like, oh fuck, he's a school shooter. (laughs) (laughs) A couple years early for Columbine, but...
1: Yeah, this book probably would have been... Actually, isn't it... Was it 1999...
0: Yeah, Columbine? and this is ninety eight, right? Oh, right. We're ninety eight. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I guess so. a one year early for Columbine. God, we're lucky Animorphs didn't come out a couple years later because there definitely would have been a school shooter in one of these books.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, or or a lot of or there wouldn't have been anything close to that. A lot of things would have had to change.
0: <laughs> I I don't know that her editors had enough control over her to.
1: You're right. Well this is a this is a chaotic scene. It's a little bit yeah. it's it's just a little much.
0: Yeah, and let me also just say about this scene, uh bird time.
1: <laughs> bird time.
0: Bird time. Mark Marco says bird time at some point.
1: Yeah, that's pretty good.
0: It's pretty good. Bird time, uh, baby. Well, they fuck up bird time. Bird time didn't work. Uh-oh. Um. Next day at school, at lunch, uh, David shows up, approaches Marco, and talks to him. He's like, you never believe it. These trained birds tried to steal the blue box from me. Um, we have, we find out his cat's name here. We also find out that he has a pet cobra as well, and that his dad works as a spy. Um <laughs> But, uh, David figures he's like yeah a box must be valuable if somebody trained birds to steal it so he's like I put it up for sale on <laughs> I don't know proto eBay or something uh, posted yeah. some some listing on some website and he's like yeah Marco you should back me up when I uh, sell this thing um, for security purposes he hasn't sent out any info yet but his his like address for a meetup for a buy is going to go out in an automated email when school is over so Mark is like, "Oh fuck!" and he, uh, he, on Jake's orders, he ditches school early, and uh, you know, goes and gets Axe in case he needs computer security shit. And they head over to David's house uh, to try to stop this email going out so that he doesn't die.
1: <laughs> okay, so <laughs> <laughs> it's at this point in the book that I first started thinking. Why? There's too much happening in this book. <laughs> this, the whole world leader thing yeah. should have, shouldn't have even been in this book. And especially now that I know this is a trilogy, yeah. shouldn't have been in this book.
0: Yeah, it's, I'm going to get to that later. I think setting it up in this book is fine for a trilogy, but there's going to be stuff involved with that that just, like, they should have, like, they set it up and then we can get to that in a later book.
1: <laughs> I you you could easily have a whole trilogy of books just about the David stuff. Yeah. Like the fact that the cube they have that cube is more than enough
2: mm-hmm. for
1: us for multiple books. That is a big deal.
0: Yeah, I, it it can make sense as a backdrop for this, because it's like, it's not just that we have a new Animorph, it's that the new Animorph is immediately getting thrown into one, to an intense, like, over their head. Like, way yeah, in. That's that, something. That's but, fair,
1: but it, it, it didn't have to be this important. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> and it didn't have to take as much time as it's going to, either. Yeah. Okay, but anyway, that yeah.
1: was just that will. That's something that we will, I think, be discussing throughout the book. Yes, <laughs> over the, over the course of the next three or four hours. Uh, the the technology stuff in this part. <laughs> <laughs> so he scheduled an email. I guess you could do that at this time. I'm sure yeah. it was possible, but it yeah. wasn't like. I don't know. I don't think it was as pervasive a feature as it is. Now. I feel like even now, maybe it's just because maybe this I feel is like more that's common. It's always
0: been an email thing because it's a very like business.
2: Yeah, way of I guess I'm just
1: I'm coming from a position of like I'm I, you know I've not
0: worked in an office cubicle. Yeah, you know, but
2: uh, David I don't is know. a child, so he might. Yeah, he's not a be, child,
0: so yeah. Whatever your experiences as a child were, that's not irrelevant.
1: Maybe I'm just wrong, but I don't remember. AOL having that option as a, that feature but maybe it did hmm. I don't know I,
0: I don't never know. would have This is an important point I don't know if we find this out here or later David has AOL Web Access America exists in this universe Yes I I I they thought the same both thing Both are here
1: <laughs> Oh well yes I mean there's that Yes Right. That does. Yes. That makes. Yes. We. we yes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Maybe
0: this is the browser war. It, it, Web access it is Access America versus AOL?
1: <laughs> That's what it is. But also, I. Who? What was the name of the guy? Visser Three's brother who runs? Uh, Think Joe
0: Bob Fenestra.
1: Right or Fenestra's I Fenestra. Call
0: him. Yes. He,
1: he. He's gonna. He's going to find this guy's, this kid's, address. as soon as this page went online, he knew his address. I mean, he's not that's, really working yeah. for the Yorks or maybe he is. I don't remember how that all shook out, but
0: yeah. Well, I, unless like, he's dead by now. Yeah, whatever. But,
1: but it's like IP addresses are a thing. It's not that hard yeah. to trace this kid.
0: <laughs> I don't well, know. he's going to get traced. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, later you, you get a phone trace. Uh, that's true. So, too, yeah. They, I feel like they should have been at his house already, but I don't know. Yeah. I think that Jake says fuck twice in this
0: book. I thought he said shit once and fuck once, but he definitely swears twice.
1: Yeah. May, one maybe was a shit. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, thought The first maybe... one
0: he's like, oh, and then the bell cuts him off. Classic.
1: Right, right, right. <laughs> I I don't know. That time I thought maybe he went, oh, cunt. <laughs> Is that? <laughs> what do I you didn't... think I... That's okay right Should I leave that In the podcast <laughs> Go for it I
0: don't Yeah I don't mind
1: Okay I'm saying it In an abstract way It's fine
0: Just like What's the worst word That I can get away With saying <laughs> I think that's it
1: I think that's The worst word That I can Arguably get away With saying
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I um... can think of worse ones But I can't say them Go on we got yeah, because this whole section there's like we we had a number of like school things going on. We have a whole bunch more here too. Just all the standard, you know. I want Cassie's notes because Jake's notes will be covered with doodles and pictures of jets and tanks. And uh, by the way, what is that? Lunch Jake food. loves jets and tanks. Now yeah, he's a military guy. <laughs> is he? Sure. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> sure. I guess. Yeah. There are, there are pic- Sorry, They're pictures of jets and what? Tanks. You're welcome. That time you knew.
2: <laughs> you, <and> we- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, a lot
0: of school lunch food stuff here. Uh, about it being gross. I guess Marco doesn't like green bean casserole, although that sounds pretty good to me right now. I feel like
1: a, a lunchroom version of that is probably disgusting.
0: That's fair. I'm also
1: that, not a green bean casserole fan.
0: So, you know, you're not into the beans?
1: I don't know, maybe it's just uh, growing up we would only have it at Thanksgiving. That was one of our staples and like my sister loved it and I just always thought it looked gross and I think that's I just never you just hated
2: like your it. sister.
1: Yeah, well, she's well, I don't want to say what she is but <laughs> <laughs> If you've been listening, maybe you can piece it together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh there's also a bit here that I liked where Marco talks about the school bus and he says he talks about how the bouncing bus bruises your butt bones. Which I think he's <laughs> he's got a way with words, kind of a, a poet in a way.
1: Yeah. A Marcoet.
0: Yeah, a sensitive soul.
1: <laughs> I really like the Marco, but he's but he seems thick skinned. Is that what he is that Hakuna, what the line is? Hakuna matata. <laughs> remember you
2: is know, that a line
1: know? in that he's a sensitive soul oh oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, though i seem thick-skinned <laughs> right anyway fuck i'm stupid uh <laughs> i i do like a lot of the stuff in this part where marco you get some of this kind of like teenage wish fulfillment of man you know what sucks school you know what's great i can just turn into a bird and leave <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's You want like to know that. what a shitty kid I was Clearly this part made Because while he's talking about how great it is to fly out of school That part was like I breezed past that He also has a lot of like long descriptions About how you can use thermals To get altitude for distance flying And clearly that part made an impression on me I like the thermals Jesus Christ
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to say something cool that Like you were skipping school as a kid
0: No <laughs> I was, I was not like, a cool kid, man. I I don't
1: know. I could I could see that for you though. I want to see that for you. Hmm. I want you to be like a cool kid who's like smoking cigarettes in the bathroom and ditching.
0: Nope. Ugh. Not me. God, Damn I it. was a good kid. <laughs> the only times I ever got in trouble was for like the couple times some parents complained because I dressed up as Jesus. For Halloween, and I carried like an eight foot cross into school with me. Uh, and that time when I told my dad I failed a class, and he called the teacher, and everybody got mad at me. It was a joke.
1: <laughs> I don't, you told me about this. I, it probably <laughs> wasn't on the podcast. Though, it was so. not
0: on the podcast. Those are the only times I ever got, like, I had to talk to the principal about something.
1: Yeah, there was uh, one time when I. Uh got kicked out of school, but we don't need to talk about that.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: So, is it a joke? Is he joking? I don't know. Maybe, maybe no, not. No <laughs> uh, Do they, are we getting to David's house again, or is that next?
0: Yeah, we're at, we're at David's house. Uh, once again, Marco does not heed Tobias' warnings, and just walks in, sets off a bunch of burglar alarms. He's really... <laughs> <laughs> this is,
1: this is where shit really starts to hit the fan.
0: Yeah, it's, It's going to be just a lot of chaos for a long time at this point. Uh, (laughs) David's dad shows up to handle the burglar alarm. Uh, He's got a gun because he's a secret agent or whatever the hell. Marco, like, hides under the bed, Axe hides in the closet, but the snake's under the bed. So David's dad is, he's about to find Marco, and Marco's trying to morph the snake. Uh, So Axe distracts him by morphing spider uh and and in the midst of all this chaos happening the email goes out they they fucked up again they didn't stop it from going out so the email goes out and now the yerks are going to show up too uh and now marco like eats axe uh by mistake and poisons him so axe has to demorph and david's dad's like ah what the hell is that so marco's like talking to him being like i'm an alien don't shoot me and then David shows up home. It's just so much. And, the, and, and at this point, Tobias is like, oh, shit, there's the Jeeps full of controllers showing up. It's so much. <laughs> it is. It is
1: really so much. I want to get into the nitty gritty. But I before we get into all that, there is a part when they are trying to find David's house that I feel like. You oh, no. sh- I hope that you picked up on and have something to say about. I, was it, I don't know. Was
0: it, are, are human pools necessary for reproduction or something?
1: Yes. Although that, <laughs> yes, I mean, it is that part. Although not specifically the reproduction aspect of it. <laughs> oh,
0: is it that Axe already knows what a pool is? Because he was that one in Megamorphs 1? Yes!
1: Yes! <laughs> Marco, it's This is funny. It's funny that Axe is like, "What's a human pool?" Because he only knows Yerk pools, but it doesn't make any sense. Axe knows what a fucking pool is.
0: Just yeah. piss me
1: off. That's
0: yeah. Listen, K. Applegate does not remember what she did last book, much less in Megamorphs one. <laughs> <laughs> she just writes shit. <laughs>
1: Also, like, even if you didn't have a scene specifically placing him at a pool, he's been on Earth for a while now. It's I don't know, whatever. Fine. Whatever. Fuck. Reasonable, yeah. (laughs) All right. And then also, so they get when they first get inside, their plan is to just turn off the computer. Marco's like, oh, I'm an idiot. We don't have to like hack it. I'll just unplug the computer and then the email won't go out. Not how email works. <laughs> <laughs> if this email is scheduled, it's going to go out. It's he's not unplugging the servers, not in David's room. <laughs> are we, I mean, are they just stupid or are we, is Kay Applegate in the nineties. Think this is how things work.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They're just dumb. I guess. But they brought Axe anyway, so so there, you know, there is this idea given to, uh, like, oh, well, maybe we can make it look like it went out so David loses interest or something. But also, yeah, why don't yeah. they just steal? I mean, they're here. They can steal the box, maybe, unless he's got it on his person. I don't know. That's, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, I don't remember, because later it, I think it's in his backpack, so maybe he does mm. have it.
0: He might, yeah.
1: Because they don't even mention that. They're just worried about the email. Yeah. Which is fair, I guess.
0: What, what do you think about... It seems like,
1: again, they're on a mission without Jake. hmm What do you think is the, uh, the order of succession here? Because it sort of feels to me like Marco kind of becomes... The leader, but maybe that's just because he's narrating,
0: and so that's who got the job. <laughs> yeah, that is a tough one. Uh, it, it does feel like it's usually whoever's narrating, although I, I, I think Kay Applegate tries to do some stuff with that later that I don't know quite hits for me uh, in mm-hmm. later books, but we'll see.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know who like the obvious. I I guess Rachel would probably be the second in command. Yeah. You want it to be Axe, but he's too much of like a little fucking
0: <laughs> Axe is going to be the last person to take command. Yeah. Cassie's going to be the second to last person. And then yeah. somewhere in Tobias, Rachel, and Marco. Rachel's probably the most likely to do it, but like the worst for the job.
1: <laughs> well, I feel like Marco no one's going to take seriously and Tobias is a fucking bird, so like it's just hard for him to So I think it goes Rachel, Marco, Tobias, Cassie acts.
0: Sure. <laughs> this time it's it's Marco Dude. though because he's well. It's Marco and Tobias is like Marco, don't go in there. And Marco's like, what? Could, what do you mean? I'm already in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the leader. Yeah, they they need they need an agreed upon leader to be like Marco. Don't do anything until I tell you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so this scene, yeah. This is this whole opening is just like a comedy of errors. Like nobody does anything right. And it's just a complete chaotic disaster the whole time. This really
1: descends into some three Stooges shit.
0: <laughs> like
1: i I was, I mean, it is funny. and I was laughing while reading this, partially just because. Just so many things get piled on that I almost couldn't believe it. <laughs> it's just you've got the whole scenario is already uh, at, at level ten, mm-hmm. and then is the alarm goes off. His dad is shooting at them with a gun, and and then Marco's doing his shtick, being like we're aliens,
0: and then the Yurks show up, and that's we haven't even got to that yeah. part. Really. Yeah, if that's... you think the craziness is over, <laughs> it's it's gonna escalate from here. I had to break the chaotic scene in half because it's too much.
1: Kay Applegate once again earning her nickname KAOS. Yeah. I
0: think I <laughs> you read right. that joke once. <laughs> I think you did. That's our new nickname for her.
1: <laughs> just it is it's fucking it just feels like I don't reading this, my brain was unraveling. It's just <laughs> and maybe we're not if you haven't read it, it's maybe hard to convey just what a fever dream it is to read
0: yeah like I, I i i don't know i felt like trying to describe it it's like i am rushing as fast as i can to throw concepts out here like this did not this is like two chapters all of those things i just said it feels like i just put 10 chapters worth of events in there <laughs> <laughs>
1: no no this all just happens uh, yeah. I got to I got I to gotta mention also one minor thing, which is once again, he uh, he acquires uh, the snake. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And they they once again mention that, oh, animals become peaceful when you acquire them most of the time. Anyway, they we have had so many mentions of this. Most of the time, because one time it happened that the animal didn't get calm. And she, for some reason, feels it's necessary to point that out in every book. this snake
0: didn't get calm either. We have two instances. It didn't? No, it kept thrashing around and biting Oh,
1: you're right. Literally, the next line is, but not the snake. (laughs) All right. Okay. Well, hey, there you go. Two. We have another instance of it.
0: Yeah, no, that's that. I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to talk about that and I forgot to write it down here. So,
1: well, I'm. So, I was so excited to write about. Okay, hey, Applegate's so stupid. Why does she keep mentioning this? That I didn't notice. It's because it happens here. <laughs> I just moved right. To be fair, though, it's literally yeah. the snake kept thrashing around. And then the next scent, like, that's it. There's yeah, n- it doesn't really it. matter that it thrashed around. Yeah, the
0: snake has been de- de-venomed, so Marco doesn't, like, it bites him, but it doesn't matter.
1: It's pretty easy to gloss over that line. It's just yeah. kind of a, it's just one other thing that happens.
0: Yeah. And this whole section, this section into the next section, she goes really wild with the sound effects. Right. When that burglar <laughs> alarm is going off, you're just constantly seeing the wah, wahs. There's like a phone ringing deedly 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 like just everything.
1: What <laughs> what phone is deedly deedly by the way? There's he doesn't have a cell phone or maybe he does. I guess he yeah, it could.
0: I this is definitely a landline.
1: Landlines don't go deedly deedly. It
0: goes deedly deedly. <laughs> All right.
1: All right, maybe it's yeah. Ned Flanders' landline. <laughs>
0: This is one of those books, though, that, like, if you open up to the middle, you can kind of tell where the action sequences are without reading, because you just get the big, like, crunch line or whatever all over the place.
1: I need to point out, we are about a third of the way through this book. Okay? God
0: damn. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> okay. It's not going to take us this long to get through the road. And my notes are actually, like... We're not that far off track. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, So now the chaos continues because the Yerks show up. Visser 3 shows up. And some Hork-Bajir show up. Um, So the Axe and Marco have to like... Marco's a poisonous snake. So he's biting him. And David's dad has a gun so he can shoot the Hork-Bajir. The the Axe gets into a duel with Visser 3... And then more Hork-Bajir show up, and the other Animorphs show up, and it's complete pandemonium. All of this is happening in David's room, by the way. Like, they smash <laughs> down the walls, but, like, like this is, there's not room for that. This. this is crazy. Um, and, and if it's not enough that we have a tiger and a bear and six Hork-Bajir and, and two Andalites and two humans all in this one bedroom, I guess they knock down the walls. Visser Three morphs into a giant monster. Um, <laughs> so just describe this giant monster he, It's a called a fanza? Is that sure. how you pronounced it? Sure D-
1: Dual. I don't know how you say that D-U-L-E
0: Yeah uh, But it's a big purple monster guy He has to like hunch over to fit in the room It's got two very widely separated feet uh, With four thick toes each As big around as Marco's thighs Its face is in the center of its body and it's got a long snake tongue. It's got four arms with like (laughs) weird red traffic cone points on them where its hands should be. And it can shoot them out and then retract them at high speeds. I'm imagining like a huge purple swamp with limbs and weird hands here. I don't know.
2: (laughs) Um,
1: There is definitely something I'm picturing from a video game that maybe it's from Serious Sam. That has, hmm. like, the face is on the chest and it doesn't have a head.
0: Yeah, but, Some, yeah. it's something like that. Uh, they're going to lose this fight because... Uh, so Rachel, like, smashes... He ta- she tackles David, like, through the window. And, uh, and 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 along with the blue box and the Animorphs, like, they all fight their way out. And Viscer 3 doesn't want to follow them out into the open suburbs because... He'll blow the Yorks' cover if there's just a giant monster and Horkbajir running around in public. Uh, so, so the animorphs get away with an unconscious David uh, and the blue box. Again, I just said uh, this is. It, it just doesn't stop. It's such an escalation. <laughs> we. I feel like we
1: didn't even talk about the fact that Marco eats axe.
0: Oh, no, we did, yeah, I, like, said it in my list of many, many things that happened, yeah, but we didn't talk about it.
1: <laughs> There's another vor scene in this book.
0: Yes, oh, yeah, and, and a good axe line. I don't know if you have it.
1: Mm, is it, did you ingest me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just, it's it's pretty funny. Like, a lot of the stuff in this scene is funny, I think it's supposed to be funny. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, it's just so much. Uh, yeah, this vor scene is not quite as hot though because Axe is a spider and it's it's kind of disgusting.
0: Yeah, it's over kind of quick too.
1: But he feels him squirming inside his mouth. So, mm-hmm. and the eight hairy legs kicking.
0: Yeah, this, I mean this whole scene is very vivid for me because, I, you know, again, of your like vor fetish, one of the first. Like giant animorph scenes I ever read, and uh, <laughs> you know, like at this point, this is the second Visser three monster I ever would have seen, and it's the, I would have reread it like two or three times before I picked up another book. So, like this is the Visser three monster for me in my head. This is like the crazy animorphs battle scene, and it's one of the most insane ones. Like just the fact that like you couldn't fit all of these people in my room right now. <laughs>
1: yeah, I do love that it's just taking place in a suburban bedroom instead of, you know, it's always in a hallway in a in a facility yeah. where like no no civilians are around or something. And this is just madness occurring <laughs> in a child's bedroom with like at least two horkmijere and a morph and an
0: andalite and a, and and, and uh, they, like just... they start with 3 in the final bit where Rachel and Jake show up there are 6 <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it's 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 nuts
0: yeah i i believe marco uses the phrase an explosion of wild insane violence <laughs>
1: Which is a good phrase. It is, as I said at the beginning, unhinged is how I would describe this book. It is just nuts. And all of this has me asking questions. (laughs) Questions like, why did Visser 3 believe his best plan here was to come in with Hork-Bajir as an Andalite, I, it, he doesn't know Andalites are going to be here. He doesn't know they they have any knowledge of this.
0: He's just going to infest them all or something. I don't. But but but
1: here's this is what you do. You go in as a normal man and just say, "Hey, kid, here's." $500. It's more money than you've ever seen in your life, and it's the 90s. Give me the cube. I now rule
0: the universe because I fucking got the cube. Watch this is what Visser 1 would have done. <laughs> she would have done this. No. Visser 3 is a fucking moron. Visser 3 really is getting into his 80s cartoon villain shtick in this section. Not just because of that insanity, but like. He's got a lot of lines in here where he's like, oh, yes, I want to buy that box What? Now, what could I offer you for it? I know. How about I pay you with your father's life? <laughs>
1: yeah, which is good. I don't, you know, uh, well, maybe he should just kill him anyway and just like take the cube and run. I don't know, but <laughs> it's it's fine. Yeah, I
0: don't know why he doesn't just kill him, right? there like i guess like, he's what? afraid he of scared? retaliation he's he's afraid that this 14 year old kid is gonna fight him off so he's gotta threaten him with his death <laughs> well, there's life. an
1: andalite too right i so. guess that's
0: true yeah yeah yeah
1: Yeah, he doesn't he, he's trying to get out of here safely or something i, I don't know <laughs> i i also wonder why uh you know vicious three so stupid marco's a snake he could just bite his ankle and he'll hop out of his head <laughs> squirm away gotta Uh, mention it gotta say yeah you gotta bring that up you gotta do um i mean there's i don't even know where to continue there's so much here yeah where where do we i have more i know i have more
0: (laughs) go for i i honestly don't have that much more because most of what i have to say about this is just it's so much uh I like the bit where the real snake gets taken by Visser 3 at the end, who assumes that he's captured an Andalite.
1: No, that is sad. I don't like that. <laughs> that. So the name of the snake is Spawn. I don't know if we said mm-hmm. that. Yes. But I just want... Uh, poor Spawn. It's just an innocent little snake. He's living his little snake life. He lives with a nice boy that is his friend. And now he's going to be tortured by Yerkes? That sucks for this poor guy. <laughs> this is a casualty. I, I This needs to be remembered. I think there better be a book later on when somebody kills a hork and is like, this one's for Spawn.
0: Yeah, fuck that hork <laughs> <laughs> Well,
1: Well, you know, Mr. 3, I'm like, well, it's, yeah, it's too big. Yeah. It's probably... <laughs> anyway, also, like, David's dad loses a finger? <laughs> Yeah,
0: Axe cuts off his finger when he tries to shoot him or something. Marco gets a bullet shot through him. He like, he's a snake and he's like looking at a bullet hole in himself. Yeah,
1: David's dad is just, just at some point decides, the best thing for me in this situation is to shoot the snake. (laughs) And just shoots him. There's a hole in Marco. (laughs) It's... It's there's so many things that are fucking happening. And even especially from the perspective of David and his dad, who just they're just like coming home from school the day at work and they just find themselves in the middle of this fucking Animorphs fight. They don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah, it's complete insanity. I do want to say at this point, and I'm glad that you haven't said it yet because I want to be the first one to say it do it but i th- i think maybe visser 3 is just really craving some craft macaroni and cheese cuz yeah, he keeps might. going on and on about the blue box <laughs> i think it would have been funny if marco was like all right all right visser 3 you win you win i'll hand over the blue box and he gives him a box of macaroni. <laughs> and then he oh. and then he does a little, like, revs up his legs and runs away like like Looney Tunes. And, and Viscera 3 starts mm. just jumping up and down, stamping his feet. He's like,
0: oh, you Animorphs! Now, I, I will say about this scene here, it is cheesiness full-blowny. A bizarre phenomenony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh,
1: okay oh, also more, some more details here Cassie Cass. <laughs> in wolf form uh does j- jump straight for a horkbajer's neck
0: Yeah she's I guess she's got it. over that
1: So yeah that is <laughs> she's cool with that right now <laughs> This is this is probably maybe a week after the last book and she's just back in it
0: Uh she,
1: sure I'm, I'm sure it was a non-lethal bite, she made sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, There is at one point a mention of a bunch of knickknacks in David's room, except they don't use the word knickknack. Yes. Uh, Marco uses the word
0: juja, <laughs> Guga? <laughs> I do not fuck? know this word, but I did pick up on that.
1: <laughs> the fuck is, It's because it sounds like a weird... A word that you would say from where you are from. Not that I want to dox you. No, no one knows where you're from.
0: It actually really does, but not the place you're thinking of. (laughs) Because I was born in the Midwest. Gugaw gives me Midwest vibes, personally. Interesting.
1: Okay, so I'm I'm look look. I looked it up. Yeah. I don't know. It's a it's a word. It's from uh, it's from Middle English uh apparently apparently a derived possibly derived from jew's harp
0: mm, which is, is this a, problematic well but jew's Jesus.
1: harp is an instrument oh is I, it yeah no that is a real instrument and like i apparently people don't really know why it's called that <laughs> mm. people think maybe it's from uh french because the word for jeu, for like play is mm, sure yeah it's not actually related to Jews in any way. Clearly, no I'm way. not
0: enough of a music head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that part I—I I, I had heard Jews harp. I only know that just now because I read that online. But yeah, Jew jaw done. Jew jaw done. Interesting. No,
0: could have just said doodad.
1: <laughs> could have said that. This is definitely a thing that, like, Kay Applegate's parents said, and she, yeah. she's just like, yeah, everybody says Jujah.
0: <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs>
1: Until you say it to somebody, and they're like, the fuck did you just say?
2: <laughs> uh...
1: Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it, I think it's also worth noting that there's, there's a lot of gun violence, like, real gun violence in this, mm-hmm. which... Other than the only other instance of that I can think of is at the uh Fenestra's mansion. Otherwise, it's usually laser guns and shit.
0: Yeah. And so there's it, a couple it, other scenes where they get shot at, but not, like, hit or killed.
1: Yeah, it, it feels... Maybe it's because it, this is just a guy in a house. It's not like... He's not military... Well, I don't know. Kind of, He's not military, and he's not... He's not, like, a, working for the Yerks or something. He's... It, the fact that it's just a dude in very close proximity in the middle of a suburban house—it feels a little more immediate.
0: Yeah, I mean, like they do describe him, like you know, point blank, putting like three in a hork chest and shit. Yeah, uh, I believe yeah. they say he's NSA at some point.
1: They but. do, they do, but I guess is that that's, tech, that's it's not later. The military. Uh, that is, that's, is that a no? It's of, something else. No. I don't know. So it's just it's government. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a. It's the NS branch of A.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
0: right.
1: Okay, Uh, all right.
0: So this is where I want to start my main point that I was thinking about with this book, which is that this right here, this is what you expect the end of a book to look like, right? We get this (laughs) massive chaotic action sequence in which they rescue David and get him out of there, and they now have the blue box. And then we do one final chapter to wrap it up. And that's where the first part of the trilogy ends, and you know, next book we can get on to the rest of the stuff.
1: Perfect timing. We're almost at. We're about to hit two hours. This is right where it should be. Almost over.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, (laughs) we're only about two thirds of the way through. (laughs) uh, uh, Are we even two thirds? We're like halfway through. I don't know. I I feel like we're like two thirds of the way through my notes. I know because I'm
1: reading on a Kindle and it tells you the percentage of the book that you're through. Oh boy. And by the time you get um, through this whole scene, yeah, I guess you're about 60% of the way through.
0: Okay, sure. A little less. (laughs) Oh God. Uh, Yeah. So it's the, uh, you have a trilogy. That generally means that you can take your stories and, like, stretch them out more. You have time to sit with it more because you have more time to tell it. Not, oh, I'm going to have three books to tell a story? That means I could get five books worth of content in here.
1: (laughs) Well, the question we have to ask is, did she know this was going to be a trilogy or did she start writing a book and just go, oh, my God, even for me, I, this is too much. We got to make it to be
0: continued. Yeah, I I don't know. It, it was very hyped up to be a trilogy. I I, yeah. I don't know how much of it was her- And maybe Scholastic said, can you write it a multi-parter? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, the fact that knowing how short a span these books were written in, the fact that they marketed it makes me think they must have planned it out that way.
0: Yeah. Uh, Although it could it doesn't be. I don't like know it. the details. But <laughs> we'll, we'll ask her when we do our AMA. Yes.
1: Yeah, so when we get her on the horn, we will figure that out. Yeah. But it would really suck if, I mean, we're not going to, so it's fine. But if we really did get her, I, I, there's so many questions that I'm not writing down that I'd be like, I would feel bad. We would never we'll just re-listen to,
0: to our podcast so that we know.
1: Yeah, that's what we expect everyone else to do. So why shouldn't we sit through a hundred hours of our bullshit? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God damn. Uh, are we continuing this book?
1: Yeah, I'm ready to continue the book.
0: Oh, my God. So there's a lot more. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> Part two? No,
1: no, no. Keep going. Keep
0: going. Uh, they're hiding out in the alley with, with unconscious David, right? Um, his parents have been taken and infested, and uh, and they basically have two choices. They can either take the blue box and leave him here unconscious, and he's fucked. He has no house left. He has no parents left. The Yerks are going to get him. Or they can give him morph powers and make a new animorph. Um, so they all go to like vote on it, and you know, uh, as they do, and it's all going to come down to Jake's vote, of course, because Jake's going to have to make the decision. He's the leader. Uh, and of course, he's going to decide to do it. And, and David wakes up, and Jake's like, Welcome to the Animorphs. And then we get an expository, a second expository chapter where they explain to him what's up, which could have been the expository chapter of uh, another book. But no, we're going <laughs> to do it here, uh, where they explain to David. What's up? Yeah, every, uh, everything, everything. So big, important. This is it. We've got a new animorph. We've added. A, they they yeah. are going to give. They're taking a new guy who we've just met into the group, and he's going to get morphing powers now. This is pretty huge. This is pretty huge. It's 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 a big it's a big step.
1: I feel bad for David because. The other Animorphs got to go through this series chronologically one at a time. He's got to absorb 20 books worth of lore in a single
2: afternoon.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And the other Animorphs, like, I guess they they watched Elfangor get eaten. But, like, I I feel like what David just went through is way more traumatic.
1: Yeah. His, uh, yeah, he just lost both his parents. Yeah. They're they're not dead, but they're yurks. I don't know if that's explicit yet, but it's pretty... It,
0: it's. I think they say that Tobias says, like, I saw him take his mom, too, or whatever, and his dad, or whatever.
1: Yeah, and then, uh, you know, it's it's kind of nice that Marco's narrating this book, because he kind of relates to him, the fact that his mom is also one of yeah. them. Uh, just, we... Axe is in his, quote, weirdly handsome slash pretty morph. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it did, not disturbingly handsome this time, just weird. So Marco's hmm. actually warming up to the idea. <laughs> okay, okay. He's no longer disturbed by it. He just thinks it's a little weird.
0: That's a little weird. Kind of interesting so. in a way.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'm just, you know, tracing the trajectory of the projectory. Jesus fucking Christ. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, once again, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But I, would Marco and Rachel just fuck already? <laughs> <laughs> Rachel's on. Mar- Marco says it's weird somehow the way Rachel and I often end up on the same side. She likes Tobias more than me, <laughs> and Cassie a lot more than me.
0: <laughs> it but it often- turns Marco doesn't think that she likes Tobias as much as Cassie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, they're best friends. Well, or Marco just hates Cassie. <laughs> But anyway, he says it's often the two of us together on big issues. Come mm. on. They are destined for each other.
0: Marco is the one who's into Rachel here. Rachel just wants to fuck a bird.
1: All I care about is Marco's perspective because that's me.
0: Okay. That's reasonable.
1: Um, but yeah, that it is kind of weird that Marco implies here that he doesn't like Cassie.
0: <laughs> oh, I thought the implication here was that Rachel likes Cassie more than she likes Marco.
1: He, the the line is he, she like she likes tobias oh she's saying oh i you're right i was reading it the wrong way i think mm, okay she's marco's saying rachel likes tobias more than rachel likes marco
0: yeah that's what i thought
1: i, I read it as rachel likes tobias more than marco likes tobias she likes Tobias more than more than I do is how I was reading it in my head those things
0: are still true like <laughs> Rachel does like Tobias more than Marco does and I do think that Marco does not like Cassie very much
1: yeah I think that is true but I don't think it's nearly as I did I do think there's some friction between him and both those characters so it kind of it kind of does work either way yeah. But it makes more sense, I think, the way you interpreted it. And grammatically, I think it's more that way. Okay. Glad we cleared that up.
0: <laughs> Glad to be right. Um, but, right. But but even with that interpretation, it does seem like, like, it is weird. Like, does Marco not think that there's, like, a thing with Rachel and Tobias or what? Nobody does. Kay Applegate doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't come up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not. It's not a part of the series at this point. There are a couple scenes still. There were a couple scenes in like book three, and then that was it. <laughs> it's frustrating to me. I want more <laughs>
0: fucking romance. Give me the bird, love. <laughs> These teenagers should you be need to fucking r- romancing. Write your fanfic here.
1: There's a great line when uh, Marco says. He names his cat Megadeth. He has a cobra named Spawn. What kind of a kid is that? Cassie says, a kid with bad taste in music and good taste in comic books.
0: That's pretty good. Cassie doesn't like Spawn. Get out of here. <laughs> Cassie does like Nine Inch Nails, though.
1: Yeah, you know what? Maybe she does. Cassie's cool. Cassie's cool. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that that also does read kind of like an author opinion insert here. A
1: hundred percent, it is. Yeah, <laughs> but it is it is funny.
0: So it it is pretty good. Um, I I also like the bit where uh, Tobias is like. Hey, it's cool, like, we, we all didn't know each other at first, <laughs> and Rachel calls him out. She's like, uh, we didn't know you, Tobias. Everybody else knew each <laughs> <laughs> it's Kind of a dick thing to say.
1: Yeah, that is pretty weird. <laughs> Weirdly aggressive of her to say that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's Rachel for you.
0: That is Rachel. I like Rachel.
1: Kisser 3.
0: Kisser3 is not bad either.
1: Kisser3 would be a great username for the Animorphs forum.
0: <laughs> That's true. I probably somebody had it.
1: This is what uh, David mistakenly thinks Visser3 is called for a second. Yeah. For listeners.
0: For the listeners, yeah. Uh, there's there's a bit where uh, Rachel does an ad for 1-800-ANIMORPH. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's actually 900. Oh, is it? I don't know. Oh. My, it was
0: 900. Oh, I wrote down 800.
1: Well, one of us is wrong.
0: <laughs> one of us is wrong. Uh, I'm not going to look. But uh, yeah, you ever want to turn into a bug and fight brain-stealing aliens? Right?
1: <laughs> we're, cat- we're willing to believe you is what I was going to say. Mm. Is that what it, we're willing to yeah, believe yeah, you? Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, that's what they say, right?
0: I think that's right. Yeah, Cassie's like, you would actually respond to that. So.
1: Right. Another another, just a casual... Rachel just catching strays from Cassie in this book.
0: Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, do we need to go over how all the Animorphs vote? I made a note of that, but I don't know how important it is.
1: Nah, I mean, the, the good thing about, even though this book is still going, a lot of this aftermath is just exposition recap. Yeah. For I think the benefit.
0: only really important thing here is that uh, Marco does votes. No, like, cause he's the perspective character. It's kind of important to be like, yeah, Marco does not yes. trust this guy.
1: Marco does not trust him. And uh, we'll see how that shakes out. I suppose. Yeah.
0: We'll see. We got two more books in this trilogy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we sure do. Uh, and yeah. Okay. So are we, we're going to teach, David some things
0: yeah so David's got to get the Animorphs experience so first he's got to learn uh, that his family is fucked and he's got trauma uh, like Jacob and Marco <laughs> did so uh, first he's like staying at Marco's house temporarily and he wants to call his parents so uh, they do it from a payphone and hide and immediately the Yerks show up to try to get him so you know he's got to learn that he doesn't have a family anymore uh, your mother
1: is already dead <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, then he's got to go uh, get get his morphing powers. So they they bring him out to the woods to acquire a Merlin for his bird morph. But he wants to do a golden eagle instead because it's bigger and tougher. Um, there's some conflict about it, and uh, David clearly he like he resents being the new guy. Uh, he doesn't like being told what to do. Um, but they give him the morphing power, and he acquires the golden eagle and he also gets a lion and a bug or two.
1: Um <laughs> oh we got David, a lion, I missed that.
0: Uh they say they say take him to the zoo to get him something and I feel like at some point they tell you that what he got was a lion. Um okay. that we don't see him get it. And we also see him do his first morph. He morphs into the golden eagle and he yeah, he does the finger bone thing Marco did. Um And he gets, you know, he has a golden eagle instinct moment and immediately goes to try to kill Tobias. But Cassie stops him. It's a little sus, but also, you know, it's golden eagle instincts. Um, (laughs) And then rather than, you know, their first time morphing where Jake was a dog in his backyard or whatever. uh, They're like, all right, cool. You're an eagle. Uh, This is your first time ever having morphed. Cool. Let's fly out and go scope out this uh, mission we're going to do.
1: Yes, I think it's very important to point out here. These are two, I think these are, yeah, these are two separate. He acquires the eagle, and then he goes and acquires stuff at the zoo. Yes. And then they do a mission where he morphs for the first time.
0: Yes. He doesn't do any practicing, no nothing. He gets all his morphs, and then they just fly out within Fucking his first what? morph. <laughs> what the fuck?
1: What the fuck is this? Yeah, this is. They take him all the way out to the middle of the woods with the. And they're like, "Yeah, yeah acquire it. All right, now let's all go home. And tomorrow you'll go to the zoo. Turn, turn into the fucking eagle. Just yeah. fucking morph now.
0: Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Uh, and on this the same point, and we we've brought this up before. You know, they're all like, you should get the Merlin because it's swifter and more agile. And, you know, sometimes we have issues with eagles being too big. And David's like, I want to be the eagle because it's big and tough and can fight well. You can have both. (laughs) Like, (laughs) David makes a strong point. You know, like, you don't need to be like, well, I don't know about that, David. You should just get the Merlin because sometimes that's a lot of times that's more useful. Okay, he makes a point. Maybe he wants to fight as a bird to get them both.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you are right. I do feel like the point of that is to establish that David is a little shit. Yeah. And that he's a little bit, uh, I don't know, unpredictable, maybe on the aggressive side. Because I think, well, the idea seems to be we start him off with a smaller morph that's not as dangerous. Except then they're immediately like, now take him to the zoo for, I guess, a lion. (laughs) Yeah, because
0: he needs to... Yeah, it it does feel like you're you're supposed to see basically David. He's more interested in being aggressive and powerful than doing you know uh, the 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 like quick and agile get in and out stuff. And also, he really does not like it that Jake is sitting here being like, "Well, I okay, I've got the experience. I'm the leader. I know what's up." And David's like, "Dude, don't like I I." <laughs> I don't want to come in here and have everyone be like, uh, we know what's best for you, David. And I <laughs> right. do kind of feel him on that. Like, the, it would be kind of obnoxious. Even Marco is kind of on his side. <laughs> yeah, Marco is kind of on his side about it. He's like,
1: I still don't <laughs> like him, but this, this is kind of cool. Yeah. I feel like this is a common superhero trope of, although I won't be able to come up with any specific examples. So, I don't know. Where... Uh, uh, like a new person kind of gets the powers or joins the team and and but they don't have the same level of responsibility or restraint mm-hmm. and, and they end up becoming kind of a villain. Mm-hmm. I mean that kind of happens in every Marvel movie, doesn't it? It kinda <laughs> does. Like, yeah. That's
0: pretty standard trope, yeah.
1: <laughs> all the like that's all the shitty Marvel movies where it's just the villain is just like, I also have your powers. Yeah.
0: Know. And it's it's hard to parse out with David. Like, what is coming from, like, him having, like, a certain personality and what is coming from, they they took this kid, they took away his family, his house, his entire life, they threw him into a war, and they just said, all right, well, first thing you're going to do is the most important mission you've ever done, and we're not going to practice, here, here you are, right, life and death, literally day one life and death, fuck you.
2: Uh, yeah.
0: And we just expect you to go along and follow orders and fight with us the way that we all do as a coherent bunch. Like, of course he can't do that. <laughs> no, this is yeah. an, an insane thing to ask of anyone. Like, he's going to fuck it up. He's going to rebel and push back. It, that just makes sense.
1: I guess we're expected to believe that they have no choice. Like, they just have to bring him because he's... I, I, I don't know. It. I don't know. It's, yeah,
0: yeah. That is a good point because I was thinking like yeah, but they do have to do this mission. They could just leave David, yeah, like wherever he would normally be staying.
1: Yeah, and and they do raise those points you just said too. At least maybe Rachel does. It's mm. like it, or somebody's like it will be hard with a new guy there, but they vote on it, so it's just that just
0: happens. Yeah. No, that does not make it easier to have one more person when the person's new. It makes it harder because you have to watch out for them and teach them. Yeah.
1: It's bad. It's bad. Um, I kept kind of waiting for for some kind of a little twist, which we kind of get soon. But I was expecting either like, oh, the morphing won't, he won't be able to do it for some reason, or, like, he'll have some kind of reaction to it. Like, you know, I thought there would be some
2: wrinkle. Yeah, we, but.
0: The, there's a little bit here where they're flying out where, like, as they're flying out, uh, David attacks and kills a crow as the yeah. golden eagle. I don't know if that's the part you're talking that, about here. That, yeah, that
1: to me was the, yeah. okay, the, like, the twist is that David is a piece of shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, like because when he does it he's like oh shit i got caught up in the instincts which is believable but marco does not believe him for a second he's like he did it on purpose he thought it would be fun to kill that crow right yeah so, so i'm in, i'm there, interested in that yeah there is some element of david being kind of a piece of shit in here as well i was uh,
1: i'm trying to figure out is he the same age as them he, i feel like he acts he goes a little to their younger school. yeah
0: I don't know. That's a good question. I doesn't. I don't think they say whether he's in their grade or not.
1: Yeah, I don't. The I just because of how whiny he is, <laughs> it just seems like maybe he's maybe like he's a freshman and they're sophomores or something. I don't know. It. Could, I, don't know I mean, it could also be.
0: just be that he is still more of a oh, regular wait. kid.
1: Are they in? Oh no, they're in middle school still, aren't they? Are they? I don't. Yeah, Yeah, if they fourth, have. Well, it depends on. It, for me middle school yeah. was sixth seventh and eighth so for a lot of yeah. places it's different yeah uh but they they at the, I think they got to be at most their are freshmen in high school
0: yeah no I was actually when you say that it makes me think shouldn't there have been somewhere around here a transition from middle to high school but I don't think yeah. they ever have that transition in these books even though they should go through that. And Chapman's just the vice principal, so, yeah, I don't
1: know. They just have one of those schools where it's all one, I guess. I guess so. I also, I did like the moment where Marco has a moment of sentimentality as he watches him become an anamorph, and it reminds him of an immigrant getting their citizenship, which is a little corny, but it's kind of sweet because he relates it to his mom. Yeah.
0: I think we didn't know until this point that his mom was an immigrant, Mm, but it's, it's nice. It is a nice moment.
1: You know, you know, you know, it's hard for me to resist just being like,
0: uh, fuck America. That's bullshit. Fuck, fuck. But you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I I feel you. It's a good bird
1: racism too right sorry just wanted to Tobias has some bird racism bits that's all
0: oh yes no there are some good bird racism bits uh he calls golden eagles psychos them and crows and jays and a few other birds i could mention uh <laughs> there's uh yeah he does not like that cassie because uh they're they're out there with the golden eagle too because cassie's gonna release the injured bird back in the wild and, and Tobias is like do not release him this close to my territory fuck you Um, not in my backyard, says Tobias.
1: (laughs) Not in my small town.
0: There's, uh, I I like the bits where they're flying, uh, and, and you get these alternating lines of David being like, this is so cool. Holy shit. I'm flying. And Marco being like, all right, how are we going to get in there? There's going to be guards. They're probably going to try to kill us. And you just jump back and forth between those perspectives. Yeah. It's kind of annoying. (laughs) but i think it
1: does it makes me appreciate how far the animorphs have come yeah because david is fully in book one mode yes and i'm over here like "Ah, we've done we've done i don't need to hear about how flying is fun like this is there's important shit happening david Mm-hmm. So I kind of like it from that perspective, but it, it, I am a little bit like oh, Christ, David, shut up.
0: Yeah, no, Mar- Marco is on board with you with that, and he is also as usual. By the book, but often but I, I
1: find my own thoughts mirrored by Marco's <laughs> <laughs> in life and in these books.
0: Yeah, no, I, I just, I, I did like that bit there. I think it did a decent job, kind of illustrating where these characters are. And, yeah. and also that David really should not be coming out on this mission yet. They should not be no. bringing him. He's not ready mm-hmm. for this.
1: No, no. <laughs> nope. Not, not even a little bit. Uh, and also very quickly. I liked when, yeah. I, I guess it's, is it, oh no, it's Axe. Just has a little dig in that uh, says York technology is, well, it's not exactly Andalite technology.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that's what that's, we're about to get to. That's what we're getting to. They, uh. All right. I'm just going to go through the rest of this book.
1: This is it. We're at the end. We're at the end.
0: There is a lot (laughs) of shit that happens, but it's mostly chaotic action sequences. So I'm going to go through it, and then we're going to have a lot to say about it. (laughs) We'll see. Well, we'll see. All right. So as they're flying, uh, you know, they see the president's helicopter uh, also flying to the resort, and al- along with it, there's a second, like uh, like a secret service decoy chopper or whatever. Um, they see the York Stealth Shimmer above it, uh, which acts. This is Axis Dig, you know the bird I shouldn't be able to see it, but um, and it's too big to be a bug fighter. It's the Blade Ship, so uh, the they are coming to take the president now or something. Um, the Blade Ship takes the chopper in. Uh, they stun all the humans aboard and project a hologram. And uh, thinking quickly, the Animorphs are like, they fly into like the, what do you call it? The hatch, um, sure. the docking bay, uh, along with the helicopter. So they're all aboard the blade ship now, except for Rachel and Tobias who did not make it in time and are stuck outside. Um, they are underneath the chopper hiding. So they go roach to get away. Um, but David has kind of a meltdown about morphing Roach for the literal first time while surrounded by Hork-Bajir who want to kill him. <laughs> and he screams and they get heard. So there's a big old chase with like the Hork-Bajir trying to stomp him and use bug spray and stuff. Uh, at this point, we get introduced to Slash Shoe, a guy who has a big <laughs> slash across his the heel of his shoe, who... We're going to see more of next book. This is a recurring character slash you. Uh, He is a man on board this helicopter. He may or may not be the president himself. We don't know. Uh, But we find out that the Visser is going to acquire him rather than have him infested. Um, So the Visser 3 is going to acquire this guy and beat this guy potentially going forward. Uh, And then they're going to release the 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 chopper back out and when they do release the chopper back out the animorphs get sucked out the the hatch with it uh as bugs and so they are tumbling through the air as cockroaches and the book cuts off on a cliffhanger ending
1: yeah which i again did not know was coming
0: <laughs> which that's very i mean at what point in this book were you just like where's the ending <laughs> I kind of, I honestly
1: wasn't thinking that because we've had enough Animorphs books that mm. have insane shit happen and then wrap up in two paragraphs. So mm, yeah,
0: so you're expecting was, them to land and then be like, and that's it.
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess I, I assumed David was going to still be a part of things going forward. But mm-hmm. I just thought they were going to be like, I don't know. I didn't expect it to literally end on a cliffhanger. Like I, I figured, oh, like, you know, this isn't resolved yet. But, I thought they would land on the ground and be have a little resolution of some kind, <laughs> yeah, but no, it's just they're in midair, fucking next. you're done,
0: yeah, And I don't quite remember, but like I'm pretty sure that's not that far off from what happens. Like they get out of it, and then it's like, okay, cool. We can move on to the next like this scene doesn't really continue, I don't think. I-, I think she just wanted to end it on a cliffhanger.
1: What do you mean? The next book doesn't open with them as cockroaches in midair?
0: Well, it does, but I mean, like, they solved the problem of them being cockroaches in midair, and then then that's, like, the end of the scene. It's not like, and then we keep doing stuff here, you know? Oh, right, right.
1: Like, that could have just been the end of this book. Like, that
0: could have just been (laughs) the end of this book.
1: But they needed, it's a trilogy, so they really wanted people to buy the next one.
0: Right. You gotta end on a cliffhanger.
1: All trilogies end on cliffhangers in every movie. We know that.
0: Right. Like, uh, it's like how in The Empire Strikes Back, we open with the Death Star getting blown up.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, okay. There's a lot of things happening here. The part that I really want to talk about, well, besides... I guess we can just, maybe it's better to start talking about the larger plan of Visser 3 and how I did assume he would infest the president. And now it's, oh, he's going to morph into the president, which I guess is better. Makes sense. He doesn't want to let other yerks have that power. But then they just return the president back to normal and pretend nothing ever happened. I, they don't just want to kill the president I guess the, the issue there is that he can't stay in more for more than two hours. So it'd be like weird if he has to go to the bathroom every two hours or something, <laughs> it's more convenient to decide what to do with him later. I guess. I don't know what, maybe you can't comment on it much. Cause you know, what's going to happen, but
0: yeah, there is more to this plan. I don't know that it holds together, but it's, it's, it's not quite as you are describing it here in ways that we don't know yet.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. So we'll so. save that for later then.
2: Yeah.
0: The
1: The other part that I really w- thought was interesting that I wanted to hone in on is when Cassie convinces David to turn into a roach.
0: Yes. That, I think this part is very interesting.
1: Yeah. And he doesn't want to do it because it's terrifying. Yeah. Understandable. He's never done it before because they didn't practice. <laughs> and she's like, hey, man, Marco can do it. Basically, you fucking hate Marco, so you don't want to be as dumb as that asshole, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And Marco says, uh, "Oh man, Cassie is. Uh, she's really good at understanding people. It hadn't occurred to me she'd be good at manipulating people if she had to. Never seen mm-hmm. the side of her before. I will. Do you think that is? Would you describe Cassie in this scene as being manipulative, or is that just Marco's lens?" of 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 this. Is that That's his
0: interpretation? Interesting because I did view it as being manipulative, but maybe I am being a little bit like my perspective's being colored by Marco here. I don't know. Um I don't think that from Cassie's
1: point of view she's like, "Oh, I know how to trick him into doing it." Mm-hmm. Like I think she's just like she just innately is talking to him in a in a, on a level that she thinks he'll relate to. Like I mm-hmm. don't think she's Mar- Marco, I feel like is painting it as something more sinister than it is.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, I guess that's fair. I, I do think the idea that Cassie is good at getting people to do stuff is is a worthwhile one. But but it is true in this position, it, it's like Cassie knows he's got a morph, so I got to talk to him some in some way that gets him to do this. It's it's not like she's trying to get him to do something against his own best interests,
1: right? And I guess I also will say it is Marco's perspective, but I feel like oftentimes if a character says something, I don't know, maybe maybe this is wrong. But other than, unless it's very obvious, I don't think Kay Applegate is too much playing the game of unreliable narrator in these books. Like, mm-hmm. if a character says something they think, you could probably assume that that's more or less what you're supposed to think, too
0: yeah i think that's true
1: yeah so uh, so i think you are supposed to be like oh yeah cassie is kind of uh, maybe she's capable of some shit mm-hmm.
0: yeah no i do think she's trying to set that up and 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 like that's a this question of cassie being good at 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 getting people to do stuff i i feel like there's more exploration of that in this series but i, I I don't know. It's also one of those things where, again, this is my I had a Cassie book to start. And then this is like my second impression of Cassie ever. So that I I don't know. That's just always going to be in my impressions of Cassie is that she's good at getting people to do stuff. And whether you want to call that manipulative or not, maybe that depends Mm. on context. Um, I mean, there is something here where Cassie is certainly aware of the fact that she is driving David and Marco apart by doing this. Uh, like, she knows she's mm. doing that. I'm certain that she is not happy with hers. If this were Cassie's perspective, she'd we'd get like a whole chapter where she's like, <laughs> oh my god, it was such a terrible thing to do to to make him hate Marco like that. Oh no.
1: Yeah, right. She'd be agonizing over it. Yeah. yeah well, this is what enough. you
0: want, though, is is for her not to say anything. She just does Correct.
1: Doesn't. Correct. That's right.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: No, now I've turned around. Now I want three chapters about how hard it was for her to decide to bite that Hork-Bajir's neck.
2: <laughs> <I> <laughs> as want long
1: as it's all up... internal. Yeah, right. Exactly. Keep it to herself. Yeah. Um. Okay, final thoughts on this uh, first book or anything that...
0: Oh, I actually uh, had a, a number of notes about this part. Oh,
1: all right. I, I guess for me, I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of crazy shit. But and, go ahead. I mean,
0: I mean, they're they're mostly like smaller details. Um, I I think there's a part where Tobias is like, "That's Marine One. What you didn't know, the president's helicopter is called Marine One, uh, not Air <laughs> Force One." And uh, and Rachel's like, "The stuff you know, Tobias." I think she's impressed with his weirdo loser knowledge.
1: Yeah, it did seem that she was a little impressed. I, I
0: agree. I, babes love it when you pull out the weird trivia that no one cares about.
1: <laughs> they love when guys explain to them the minutia of military <laughs> history. And, if there's yeah. one
0: thing women like, um, <laughs> I uh, I also I think that uh, some of Tobias's bird racism might be rubbing off on Marco. I feel like I've said this before, Mar- like Marco takes digs at birds sometimes, because uh, he says here, we flapped our wings like insane ducks. Oh my God,
1: sorry, my cats are fighting. I don't know if that's picking up on the mic. <laughs> it's like... picking up, I'm hearing it.
0: <laughs> they are not being good over there. Cut it out, cut it out. <laughs> Bad cats.
1: They're in- I can't see them, they're in the other room, so I can't... <laughs> Oh, my God. What is <laughs> – Jesus. Do you need to pause okay. the podcast All right. and All go right. Enough. 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 They're in here now. No, they're fine. They're not actually going to hurt each other. They just wrestle, and the one cat makes a lot of noise. They're fine. Hey. Hey, that's not nice. Stop it. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. We don't need to cut this out. Just keep okay. it flowing. We're almost done. We're almost done.
0: Just go ahead.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. Uh, I also wanted to reference, there's a bit where they're flying at the helicopter, and they uh, they see two pylons sticking out for landing wheels, so they have to aim for the pylons. Now, as a kid, I did not know what a pylon was. I remember being pretty lost at this scene as a kid.
1: I still don't know what a pylon is. What's a pylon?
0: It's like, uh, it's like a structure for like holding or carrying stuff. Generally it's used for like those big towers that have power lines on them.
1: So it's like a it's like a support beam? Yeah, kind of think
0: thing? like think like a structure made of support beams. Okay. So like landing gear when it comes out it's on those like things. Oh
1: yeah. I've definitely heard it used around airports and things. <laughs> Yeah, but I but I never yeah I never really figured out what it means. Okay,
0: yeah, it, I mean they're what you you construct additional ones. You have to construct additional ones because you don't have enough power. So the pylons hold the power supply. Okay. Cool. Anyway, I just felt like uh, bringing that up because <laughs> we have two words, two new words this book to learn about pylons and jujaws. jaws. <laughs> That's it's a good right. vocab series here.
1: If only we had written down, I know there were other words we learned in this series, but I forgot
0: them yeah. as soon as we were done. Then we'd have our vocab reading list. And uh, I also just wanted to say That's there for were, the
1: listeners to do.
0: Yeah. Probably. Yeah. There were certain parts of this scene that I found to be a little bit uh Kafka-esque, you might say. Oh
1: really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, uh, you know, just like when they were turning into the cockroaches, you know, I just I got reminded of uh I don't know if you've heard of this work called The Metamorphosis.
1: No, I've yeah. I've only read the trial.
0: <laughs> I, I actually did really like the line where she says, uh, "I saw t- I saw hundreds of tiny distorted images of him opening his mouth to scream, and when I heard the weird railing moaning horrible sound, it vibrated down my antenna."
1: <laughs> That's some <laughs> fucked up shit.
0: That was quite a good line. Uh, yeah. I think the only other note here I have is uh hitting off Shala, Shala, no sound half Visser. Right. Right. All right. We Good can note. talk about that. We can talk about the book overall
1: now, folks. I tried to get us in under two and a half hours, but uh, he wouldn't let me.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I had things to do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> overall thoughts on this. My only lingering thought about this book, knowing there's trilogy coming up. So we'll have time to talk about more is I, I feel like I wonder if, Animorphs fans at the time were maybe it's different because they were kids, mm-hmm. but I feel like they must have hated David. It feels like very much to me, like anytime time sh- an ongoing mm-hmm. series introduces a new character, and especially when they're kind of annoying, that mm-hmm. the fans are like, oh, no, I don't like this. David's a
0: scrappy do.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's the scrappy dude. He's the, whoever the new baby was on the Cosby show or any, mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. I, I, I would have been very worried at this time, Well, but, or maybe mm-hmm. I wouldn't have, cause I would have been a kid and I would have just been like, haha, I'm like David too. What if I mm-hmm. got to become an Animorph? <laughs> you know,
0: do what you will with this information. But I, I would say that like, even looking at communities now as an adult, it is general, it is pretty generally true that david is uh very hated but the david trilogy is generally very highly regarded okay the trilogy I'll do with that so i will do with that what you will uh, how do you feel about this as the opening book for the trilogy like does this get <laughs> you enticed for the rest of it what does this make you feel like just as an opener
1: yeah i mean i'm still like i said i'm much more invested in the david stuff i want to see mm-hmm. how that goes the I, well, I guess I'm I'm pretty invested in the president stuff now too, now that he has the president morph, but yeah, I'm. yeah, it's a, it's a lot, it's a, it's a lot happening, but I'm curious to see how this, how this trilogy of books goes.
0: Yeah. I, I think as a kid, cause I was just starting the story. It was like, Oh cool. A story. I'll get to finish <laughs> it later. <laughs> I, I don't know if I had an impact. Yeah. yeah I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I wish God. it was better paced.
1: <laughs> Let's like this podcast. I wish it was better paced. <laughs> okay. Now, like I said, we have about 25 minutes of pop culture references to dig through. That's true. Because it's a Marco book and Mark, he never shuts the fuck up with the references. Hell yeah. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Try to get through them quickly, but we might have to stop for a few. Uh, he says compares Yurks to, you're the Muppet and they're the hand. If you're infested by a Yurk, mm-hmm. once again we're not the X Men. <laughs> no one's confused about that, Marco. I promise. He has a very old peppermint lifesaver. I was never into the mint lifesavers. I, I only like the fruit kind. If you go, if you want a mint, get a Tic Tac. I don't need a mint lifesaver. But that's just me.
0: That's not me. I like them
1: many references to the Burger King that they meet at. Maybe I feel like more name drops to this Burger King than usually a fast food place gets in a single book. Yeah. Uh, of course he says to Rachel, you and me Xena. And somebody says that makes Rachel says that makes Marco Hercules or no. Somebody else says that makes Marco Hercules. Uh, Marco, Marco says, I think that of course. Means I'm Hercules. Yeah, of course it's Marco. Sorry. But Rachel thinks that he's joxer. Yeah. Who I Jox had Google, the Mighty. I, am I know Joxer the head. Mighty. Okay, so he was a guy on Xena.
0: Yeah, he was like a weird loser who's like, I'm the great warrior, Joxer the Mighty. Uh, but he he sucked. He was like a joke <laughs> character.
1: Uh, they say instead of dumb and dumber, it's crazy and crazier. Referring to Marco and Rachel? Yeah. <laughs> so that's funny. I like a dumb and dumber reference. It was mm-hmm. capitalized. So, yes. yeah, it's yep. dumb and dumber. I guess that, yeah, I guess that phrase comes from that movie. It's not like Tweedledum and Tweedledee is a
0: different thing. I mean, I at know. this period, at this point in time, when people use that phrase, they definitely meant that movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Uh, I mean, specifically, Eric, he does eat a Whopper, mm-hmm. just so we're aware. The world leaders are meeting at the Big Marriott Resort mm-hmm. down the coast, which is referenced later on too. Mm-hmm. Marco has a sweatshirt signed by Steve Young. Do you know who Steve Young is? Because I had to Google it.
0: I looked it up. He was a quarterback or something. Yeah. Okay. I think we're, I thought he was norms. a hockey guy when I was a kid somehow. Like I knew it was a sport guy and I just was dumb.
1: My assumption was it was a musician because I was mm-hmm. like Neil Young and, or Steve Nash or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. What happened? What happened to those big walk-in phone booths? The old Superman always changed in, and then Jake says, "You know, I still just can't get used to the new Superman." Now, yeah, I had to look this up.
0: Oh, okay, (laughs) because I was going to be like, I feel like this is the part where I say, "Hey, Mister Comics Nerd, please talk to me for five (laughs) minutes about this."
1: (laughs) Well, so I had to, I had to really place myself because I'm trying to think because I'm like there. after the Christopher Reeves Superman, because I'm assuming I think they're talking about. I don't think they're talking about comics. I think they're talking about movies. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe if they're talking about comics, then I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Hmm. But I don't feel like, Kay Applegate is getting into the weeds that much about comics in these books. So best I can assume the Christopher Reeves movies ended like in the 80s or something. There was not another Superman movie until like 2001 when the Superman Returns came out. What and what was on the air and what was big in the '90s and just ended actually a year before this book came out was Lois and Clark. So I, the best I can interpret is that he's referring to Dean Cain on Lois and Clark as the new Superman, and Christopher Reeves is the old Superman.
0: Kind I kind of know. faded out for a bit there.
1: All right, well, listeners can see if you you think there's something else. That's what I think this was, but I was sort of confused by that. Okay. So I'm like, who's the new Superman? It's not like Superman was a new... I don't think he means like a new guy became Superman in the comic or something. No,
0: I I thought maybe there was some weird arc with... Like, maybe it was the Superman dies arc that I know is like a thing, and then... I don't know. There's no
1: way that permeated popular culture mainstream culture enough to to make a reference here i just i just can't believe that
0: i don't know (laughs) we'll ask her on our ama
1: okay uh multiple references to clue professor Plum didn't the conservatory with the candlestick miss scarlet was it miss scarlet with the plum in the professor and actually miss scarlet i think you should have used the wrench all very funny (laughs) yeah they get in a fight with the cat. look like one of those cartoons where Bugs Bunny and Yosemite Sam are fighting, and all you see is swirling dust and cartoon stars.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now this one is borderline. I think it's a reference when they uh-huh. find out the kid has a BB gun. Rachel says he could put someone's eye out with that. Mm-hmm. That's that's like a recurring joke from a Christmas
0: story. Hell yeah, which I don't like, but <laughs> I like it because I'm. I was. I bought. The reason people like that is because they played it 24 hours a day until people right. liked it. And since I watched that, I, I ended up liking it. <laughs> right. I bought into and I, it. And I
1: never watched it until I was an adult. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit?
0: <laughs> yeah. Pe- people did not like it until that. Like, that was not a classic. They, they turned that into right. a classic by playing it for 24 hours. They started that before anybody liked it.
1: We should try that with this show.
0: I bought into it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. Now this next one I love. <laughs> Look, I mm-hmm. told you there's gonna be 25 minutes. Yeah. Okay, you can turn that off. You. I the mean, the next one's really want. good. Please do it. I'm just telling the listeners. <laughs> They're escaping the house. The TV was on, showing Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Marco gets upset because he forgot to set the VCR to tape it. I I'm not sure if this is the first Buffy reference in these books. Maybe the second or third. Uh, yeah, minutes. I don't
0: think it is. But he's setting the VCR to tape Buffy. That's good.
1: Marco is a Buffy fan confirmed. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like Kay Applegate has to be a big Buffy head right at this time. So she can't not be. So I'm excited to see this. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So uh, you figure I should Buffy
0: and X Files. Her
1: three favorites for sure. You figure I should do my Lord of the Dance impersonation. He says at some point. Uh, Then he talks about feeling better about himself when he finds some cute girl who hasn't called him Beavis yet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Later on, he feels like a or somebody is acting like a guilty perpetrator being questioned by Lieutenant Sipowicz. Seems like a Polish name. I feel like you should know how to pronounce that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like you would say uh, Sipowicz, but uh, it's probably pronounced Sipowicz. Mm, that's, in polish because yeah. polish always likes to put the accent on the second syllable
1: i had to look this up it's a guy from nypd blue i never watched that
0: yeah i had to i don't know what that is either so i mean I've, i know okay. what the show is but i've never yeah
1: yeah all right we got david's cat named megadeth uh yep. when they're high up as birds cars look like matchbox toys references to aol of course the snake spawn uh feeling like clint eastwood walking into a saloon when Marco is trying to convince David's dad he's an alien, he says Klatu Barata Nikto, mm-hmm. which I believe is a reference to um the day the earth stood still. Yes. From the fifties, but for me, I just think of Army of Darkness, or I can't remember if he mm-hmm. literally says that or if he just paraphrases it, but they kind of rip off that <laughs> phrase. I,
0: I am pretty sure I I asked my parents about this phrase and they said it was from the day the earth stood still because I, I remember just always knowing it was from that. <laughs> yeah. But... I only
1: know because of uh, evil, uh, evil dead army of darkness. So, mm-hmm. you know, from this book, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, that reminded me by the way of like uh, back to the future when Marty McFly is like, I'm Darth Vader from, mm. from Pluto. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that is. <laughs> Uh, at some point, he says Axe is about the size of a Beanie Baby. Big—that's a topical reference, right there. Beanie Babies. Sure that's is. huge. Yeah. Nineteen
2: ninety-eight.
1: Huge. Yeah. The, he speculates that maybe David's dad is a member of the shadowy secret force that's always giving Mulder and Scully so much trouble. Mm-hmm. Fun. Okay, next one we got to get, get into. Well, I'm so I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. This is this is officially our longest episode. I'm sorry. This is-
0: I mean, this is important.
1: Marco says, you know that da-da-da-da commercial for Volkswagen? Yeah. By the way, that the, the reference he makes, he could have just said, you know, Volkswagens has nothing yes. to do with this commercial. Yeah. I didn't remember this commercial, did you?
0: I looked it up and immediately remembered it as soon as I heard it.
1: I looked it up also may I don't I feel like maybe I remembered it but not really but it's a 90s Volkswagen commercial where there pe- two guys are just driving aimlessly and there's this song by a band called Trio which goes da 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 Yeah <laughs> it's actually an 80s song I think and I just wanted to also to, I I copied down this comment someone left on that video 4 months ago <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> from, a, from a user named M. White Jr. on YouTube, he said, This was a masterpiece in '97. Folks were like, You seen that commercial where they took the couch, then it stank, and they threw it back out? Folks were looking forward to this commercial. Man, what a time to be alive! And I, I, yeah, that da, just,
2: I, da, da. I
1: really look that commercial up and that comment and this book. I feel like that will really put you back in a '90s headspace in, in a good, in a real way.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is why we got to do the references because this animals, is why they are a product of the '90s.
1: Yeah. Okay, uh, the thing Mister 3 morphs into, it was as purple as Barney the Dinosaur, but it was not cute, and it didn't look to me like an animal that would sing I love you, you love me. This purple monster did not have a happy family. Mm -hmm. Slabs of sheetrock all askew. Rachel ran like a Mack truck. Uh, Marco lands on a capital D dumpster, and they hang out there for a while. Marco's idea with the cube is that they could infiltrate the Letterman show and morph on stage (laughs) His follow-up idea, by the way, is to go to the White House, but his first instinct is David Letterman.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I feel like this has happened before.
1: By the way, Marco apparently doesn't realize that David Letterman is pre-taped. It is not a live show. So (laughs) 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 maybe not the best choice. (laughs) Uh, They mentioned caller ID, which I think is a brand thing, right? Oh, interesting. Interesting. I it, it was capitalized. I think like they someone invented caller ID and you had to buy it. You know? Okay, I didn't look it up, but I'm pretty sure.
0: Learning. They new use things.
1: the phone in the 7-Eleven parking lot. A payphone. The payphone. That's right. Not a phone yeah. booth like Superman, but it's a payphone.
0: Yeah, we got. Uh, we don't got those no more.
1: <laughs> no, not really. The Yurks come up in two jeeps. David's dad works for the NSA. Uh, He says, you want us all to join hands and sing the Star-Spangled Banner at some point? And then Cassie says, we could sing Mbop. Yeah. (laughs) Again. Cassie's
0: not indoctrinated. She says that she doesn't know all the words (laughs) to the Star-Spangled Banner.
1: That's right. Not like the dad on Seventh Heaven in that one episode of Seventh Heaven I watched last month. (laughs) It's important that I say things like that. Nine guys in sunglasses are running over with their Uzis cocked and ready. Uzi, that's a mm-hmm. that's a brand of gun. Uh they say yeah, Jackie Chan himself and David says Jackie Chan's not Chinese. Or sorry, he is Chinese, not Japanese, so he kind of gets gets an own in on Marco.
0: Yeah. A little racist of Marco.
1: Yep. Someone says no one say Bond. Of course, it's, why do I say someone? It's Marco. No <laughs> one say Bond, James Bond, please. I don't even remember what the fuck. Oh, they're all talking about a different yeah, for British security. Yeah. Amazing what you can learn by watching movies of Tom Clancy books, Marco says. I think that's pretty funny that he specifies the movies of them. He does yeah. not read the books. No. <laughs> uh, somebody is twice the, his size, like a, how do you even, I don't know how you say this. Boeing? jumbo yeah, Boeing. Jet? Boeing. Okay. The Marine Corps helicopter, Marine One, Air Force One. Dentist who didn't believe in Novocaine gets referenced. More Looney Tunes, scampering wildly like Wiley Coyote loading up to chase Roadrunner. He says we were vipers on the interstate, as in capital V. We were Porsches on the Autobahn. Later on, uh, uh, he's a cockroach, and he does a bat turn that would have left the Batmobile skidding. A bat mm-hmm. turn. A bat turn. A bat turn. That's what he says. hmm He also says they're like an Etch-a-Sketch drawing because they are cockroaches in a small
0: space It's like yeah like two-dimensional movement cockroaches are gonna move two dimension whatever
1: uh, yeah sure marco's marco's dumb they start gassing them and marco yells raid
0: raids here
1: i kind of this is a reference when he says they're gonna die and have to be explaining their impure thoughts to saint peter <laughs> sure yeah it's yeah, a, a, reference to a, fictional a reference character <laughs> it's a written book
0: that's our uh that's our hot controversial we gotta sure
2: listen yeah we it gotta was, finish yeah. this.
1: <laughs> and then he says the leaning tower of wing tip mm. right referencing the leaning tower of Pisa and yeah
0: wingtip shoe yeah anything I missed there no you got all mine and a couple I didn't get
1: <laughs> <laughs> great <laughs> well it's, instead of I, watching the watching titanic or something or spending time with your children <laughs> you listen to this podcast and now it is at an end how do they keep getting longer i i don't understand i will say this book felt long i don't know if it was just dense but i feel like it was it seemed longer to me than than other books uh i can just too confirm it was it. not but there just was so much yeah. Hey, follow us at the Yerky boys on Twitter. Don't just email us the Yerky boys at gmail.com. And fucking, if you like listening to me for this long, then Jesus Christ, you might as well listen to my other podcast, which is called geeks on trial. You can find it available on any podcast network or on YouTube. Check it out.
0: Yeah. Uh, fuck Twitter and X. Don't find me anywhere. <laughs> I'm done with it.
1: Great. Love it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, tune in next time. And we'll be talking about book 21 the threat in which Jake turns into Homer on the Yerky Boys.